0: This and all episodes of the podcast have been brought to you by our generous patrons over at Patreon The Daisy Podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about how you can support the show each week, then please click the link in the description down below to find out more information about Patreon The Daisy Podcast. Thank you for your support. Want to help support the daisy podcast have you ever thought of having your own server be it for daisy or any other game well streamline servers is now sponsoring the daisy podcast yes folks if you want to help support the daisy podcast you can simply sign up using the link in the description down below and grab a server from this awesome server provider i use them myself for my two servers here in australia and i have not had any issues with them they're fast they're prompt the servers they seem to be good value for me And there's a lot more that you can do, whether it be a dedicated server, TeamSpeak servers, if that's still your thing, Minecraft servers, game servers, and they have servers all over the world. Network locations, they're based in Oceania and Asia, in Europe, and North America and Canada. Folks, I have been very, very happy. I was using them as my server provider before I signed up to this agreement with them, as an affiliate with them. They offer DDoS protection, fast support, public network status, and other features. And like I mentioned before, their servers seem to be quite reasonably priced. Daisy's all the way down here from $40.50 per month. And that's Aussie dollars as well, folks. Official servers hosted by Streamline Servers, rental buy. Um, it works fine for me, folks. If you want to do something to help support the Daisy podcast, then simply click on the link down below and find out more about Streamline servers and what they can do for you and the community that you want to create. Dr. Big Money, how you doing, buddy?
1: It's gone now.
0: So what are we going to call you for the rest of the uh, interview, buddy? Doc? I think just Doc.
1: I mean my first name's Chad, so that's what I go by, but
0: uh <laughs> Yeah you know, I mean, d- mate, if you've got the first name Chad, you have to be loving that right now.
1: <laughs> well I used to it used to be funny I used to tell people Chad is the number one douchebag name all the time and then now it's like turning into this different you know, <laughs> name thing. It's pretty funny.
0: Just tell me your oh, girlfriend's name isn't Karen, mate.
1: Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> Uh the, the other equally uh, always named lady, which is Sarah, so. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh,
1: so, so how's it going, man? It's nice talking to you.
0: It is, it is. Um, we're just waiting on him um, for him to turn up, um, and I'm just playing with, uh, I had some new artwork done, uh, new year, decided to try and up the uh, ante a bit for the show, um, nice. and I've got a really good guy who uh, does the artwork for me because I'm shit at that sort of stuff, mate. I still draw stick men, um, so I uh,
1: I was always the same when I ran built communities. That I was always the herder, the the kind of the rah rah guy. But as far yeah. as creating the art or something like that, now that wasn't my thing. I'd go find the guy that could get the art done, but I wouldn't do the art.
0: <laughs> now, do you have a logo at all?
1: Uh, for myself, no, uh, no, nope, that's that, fine. The avatar of me in the thing, that's, that is actually me in the, uh, I had a, I, speaking of art, I commissioned a, uh, an artist to make me a Magic the gathering play mat. So my screenshot there, that little picture. Yep. Actually, I'll just drop it to you on discord. I don't know if you want to clip it out or whatever.
0: I'm just going to put it on the, um, home screen. Um, and I'll add your name as well. I know Brim likes to do the same on his stream. Um, how you doing, by the way, Brim? No, we've lost him. Oh, no, doing he's back again. Bad, mate. There I we go.
3: I have arrived somewhat.
0: I'll be uploading all this artwork. I only got it today, um, but new artwork for uh, the podcast overlay and stuff.
3: Oh. I do have your stream up, I can see, and it looks bloody nice.
2: Uh, I think it's Is it shift? Yes, it's shift.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you want to crop any of that out or whatever, but that's <clears throat> artwork I had commissioned that's me on the left.
0: That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty that's pretty yeah. sweet.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if you ever touched Magic the Gathering, but there's a lot no. of nods to different cards. I I played it like 20 something years ago and uh, I was stationed in England actually for the last 3 years until I moved back to the States a few months ago, but uh uh I my that my squadron that I was in the uh, The guys all played it i was like yeah fuck it i used to like it you know i'll I'll do it to get to know the boys and shit and and then i just got hooked and fell in love with it all over again
3: what part of uh what part of the uk were you stationed in if you don't mind me asking
1: (laughs) so i was at raf mildenhall i was like 30 minutes east of cambridge
3: not a bad area, not a bad
4: yeah. area
1: oh i i I loved it i have a a good buddy who's uh, who actually will probably talk about uh helped me build the Daisy stuff uh he's from London, and then uh another good buddy of mine that was a producer on Daisy, Matt Lightfoot that you guys know was out there in uh Manchester and we got to hang out quite a bit and that punk's now in Germany,
3: <laughs> yeah, he abandoned us. <laughs>
1: Hey, I don't blame. Got to follow the money.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and to be fair, it's not uh, as much as I uh, as I'm a pa- patriotic as much as anyone else. This country ain't what it uh, what it once was. So things are a little bit weird nowadays. I don't think this uh, global situation
1: we've got at the moment has helped. No, no, for sure, agree with that. But but no, I I, I enjoyed living out there. It was great, especially meeting a lot of my Daisy friends that uh. I, you know you finally get to meet your buddies your real friends through the internet but then you get to meet them in real life and hang out so that was awesome mm.
3: I don't know what it is but I find I find some sort of weird enjoyment in, the, in both the similarities and the differences between the UK and the US because obviously we're both you know English speaking countries and we're both we're both so similar but also so different like my favorite absolute favorite thing is finding out that we call the same things different like the same objects different things you know so so like for example oh, yeah. You know, there's all sorts of different, you know, different ideas, but things like laundry baskets, we don't necessarily call them laundry or laundry hampers. We don't necessarily call them that. We'll call them something different, like those little random differences between our two countries. I don't know why, but that's one of the most fascinating things for me. And I to this day cannot understand
1: why. Do you all say trolley?
3: Yes, rather
1: than shopping shopping cart shopping cart yeah but so what was awesome is uh the job that i had my last year there i worked with a bunch of brits and uh there is all a bunch of ladies and shit but it, the the great thing about that is that british people w- were not largely as um uh politically correct as, like say american women would be out there because they would do and say shit that if it were American ladies, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, like, it, like some would, would have gone to equal opportunity and someone would have been <laughs> like, oh, it's funny, but man, yeah. we would have good times. But we would always talk about words that we would try to spell words, too. And it was just, it was so funny because. Uh, I like it, the difference was, between uh, oh, al- yeah.
3: aluminum and aluminum. And
1: that was one of them. Yeah. We say Z, you guys say Z. Uh, <laughs> color. I always made fun of him, say it's not color, it's color. <laughs> yeah, we add. I think because we add the u,
3: the letter u in there, but you guys yeah, don't uh, use the letter oh, u in that
1: word. No. Uh, I, although I do think you guys spell gray better than we do.
3: <laughs> oh, we spell it with an e, don't
1: we? With an with an e, we we do it with an a. I yeah. now, Apparently, over here though, it's interchangeable. Not n- neither way is spelled wrong but it's the we, way that's the way
3: i always look at it if i see it written down regardless i know what that word is and i know generally what it means in the context of what i'm reading so it makes no difference to me yep but like you say stuff like that absolutely i don't know why to this day i have no idea why but it absolutely fascinates me the differences between
1: oh yeah my uh so i got a neighbor over here this young guy that's he's in the canadian air force in uh where i'm at he's uh which is oklahoma city he flies on the um it's called the awacs but uh anyway he's canadian so it's you know it's same thing english speaking and you know just as we get to know each other you find out these differences and it's just yeah. really funny
3: it's, it's it's funny isn't it it's, it's it's so fascinating to learn about another culture but it's so weird to think that it is another culture like because like i say we we're, we're two Well, I mean, as far as land mass, we're tiny in comparison to America. We're a little island, but you know, as far as population and and overall global positioning and you know what have you, we're you know we are two probably the two biggest English-speaking you know countries in the world. And it's there's it just seems weird that there's so many unique differences and yet we're still somehow the same. It's I don't know why it boggles my mind, but I absolutely love all that sort of finding out the different words for different things. and You know what one of the biggest
1: uh, shockers is? It's not a shocker, but it's, and this is the same for Europe too. So I I lived in Germany for two years. i lived Korea for several years. Um, But what was always really fun for us is being out in public and around, uh, either in Cambridge, London, you really couldn't do this because it's just so diverse uh, with, different people from all over the world anyway but like it was always spot the american like yeah so english people and and Europeans aren't really brand looking associated right so they're not you don't you don't see, like if you go to america and you go to big cities in america you see everyone rocking these big ass like hoodies with Dallas Cowboys on it or or Tommy Hill figure or yeah. you know, we're just branded everywhere logo but you go mostly in England I'd say that there's not people that don't have a Nike hoodie on or something like that but but largely you see people wear nicer clothes. America is always in baggy sweatpants and a hoodie.
3: Yeah, I mean I mean we've got a similar thing with uh, with like football or as you guys would call it soccer shirts for our football teams, you know. It's a sim- it's a similar thing here. There is a a subsection of the UK population that will literally, no matter whether it's raining, snowing, you could be in the middle of an arctic blizzard, and there are people in this country who will go out in shorts, flip-flops, and a fucking football soccer t-shirt. And yeah. they're not but the it's sort not our, of, It's not to our numbers, though. <laughs> no. I mean, they're, not, they're not the sort of person that, uh, that I tend to associate with too often, but yeah, it's it's mad. It really is. We do get some of that same sort of... um You can kind of spot Certain types of people just by looking at them mo- in this country, but like you said, with the with the women and stuff, you know, if an American woman has a few too many wines, she'll go and have a lay down, and that's it. But over here in the UK, you give a you give a woman a bottle of wine and say drink that, you guarantee her t shirts off, her boobs are out, she's upside down in a fucking trash can doing God knows what with
1: God knows who. Like it's it's such a different world. Oh, it's funny. No, it's good. You know. It's always funny. I mean, and tell me uh uh when we're starting. You know, cuz I I definitely want to stop so you can do your
0: No, uh, and- mate, we've already started. We've already started. This is all going in the podcast. <laughs> we 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 just um it's a very um informal sort of show, mate. We just love to um chat with our guests and um follow the conversation as it goes, and once we've pretty much exhausted everything, then we touch on the other topics we've got so keep on going I'm enjoying the conversation because yeah you know, Australia' is almost like the, the the stepchild of both of you um we're we're a combination of both um England and America so it's it's we it, we're obviously a bit more English, but we've also got a lot of um Americanized uh aspects of our society as well
1: yeah but you know uh Our our little game journeys that they take us on. We, uh, I I have a good friend that he's in my Discord. That we, uh, he's uh, Australian, but it's just funny how you meet people and you know you become friends. Because we were playing PUBG, we were running trios, and it was just me and my buddy. And we got cued with this guy who was like super nice, and we were playing and whatever. And we all died, and you know we we cued up again. Well, all of a sudden he's with us again and uh we're like what the fuck like it was awesome so we anyway we starts talking and i thought i was muted in the game i didn't realize i was open mic'd and i was talking through discord and i was like hey man should we should we invite him to our discord he sounds like he's a pretty good dude because you know like you're always hesitant about who you bring into your discords and whatever because all it takes is that one guy you thinks okay that's a piece of shit later and but just uh, ruin the fun. Just ruin the fun. And anyway, so I said that to my buddy, and he goes, You know, I can hear you, right, mate. <laughs> like oh, <laughs> oh I was, shit. <laughs> I was like, all right, devious Well, do you want him? And uh anyway, he's been with us for like three years, four years now. So, anyways, fine. But uh no, the one thing I was gonna say before I said that was uh, you know, Americans always oh we're number one and all that shit, and it's like you can always say that if you haven't lived outside the United States, you know. I mean, like I, I lived in Korea in two thousand five, I lived in Germany in two thousand six, two thousand seven, uh, Korea again in fifteen sixteen, and then England twenty seventeen through twenty twenty, and and I've I deployed to Baghdad and all that stuff. And you just everyone's living their life. Everyone's got their best life they're trying to live. No one's got a monopoly on the good life. Definitely not us. Not you know England. Not Canada's probably got a pretty good they're pretty nice over Speak there. for <laughs> yourself
0: mate Australia's fucking awesome
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? There's like, like Boydie said, it,
3: you know, Australia is sort of like this, this weird cousin that we still love, you know, unconditionally. It's, but the, the the language is so different. That's the thing is, like, the language between the UK and America is different, but it's not that different. Like, you call it a shopping cart, we call it a trolley. It makes sense to both of us, but there are some words for the Australians that mean that just don't make any like thong. T h o n g, (laughs) like to me, that's that's a lady's underwear, but to to an Australian, that's footwear. That's a flip flop, and like that will never. I'll give you such a fucking (laughs) thonging. Exactly. Like if if a woman said that to me over here, I'd take my trousers off and be very happy that I might have just
0: received an offer for some fun.
1: Uh, but do you guys say fags for cigarettes too? Yes.
0: Mate, one of the funniest things I ever had um, in the Australian Army, we used to do um, an exercise or uh, exercise long look where Australia would send some Aussie soldiers over to the UK and the UK would send um, uh, pommy soldiers over to us. And um, twice I was lucky enough to get a, um, a corporal from the British Army. Um, and one of them when we were in the mortar platoon oh god he was a fucking legend he was in the Welsh Guards had some really good stories and all the rest of us, but he had one annoying habit. He used to always wake up in the morning and say, can I bum a fag? And I had to explain to him that in Australia, you don't put the word bum and fag in the military in the same sentence. This is, I know that's not very PC um, in today's day and age, but you're in the military, Dr. Big Money. Uh, You know what the military humor is like. Um, And we had to explain to him about, you know, bumming and fags, Bags, you, you, you just don't, you just don't say that, especially to when I've just woken up, mate. You want to what my bum? What?
1: Yeah. What? Well, speaking of bum, there's bum bag. You know <clears throat> that uh, we call fanny packs.
3: Yeah, but see that's and that's the thing is you call your 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 bum your ass your fanny, but over here fanny is a slang term for vagina.
0: Yeah, same for us.
3: And- which, which, but but then and then even then no British person over the age of 18 uses the word fanny unless they're calling someone a fanny, uh, you know, as a way of like, oh, you're such a fanny. Stop, you know, stop, you know, whining about whatever problem. You know, other than otherwise, like, fanny is not used after you've left school, pretty much. We don't a... say it
1: unless you're referring to the fanny pack.
3: Yeah. It's such a it's such a weird, it's such a weird word. And there are so many of them that it's it's just... You could you could literally make like a fucking a full like documentary film series with David Attenborough about the different bloody words. It's mad.
1: That would be pretty fun. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna drop you something, Boyd. Uh, this is Daisy related now. This is. Uh, Ooh. This is. I don't know if you've ever seen. Have you ever seen that before, Daisy Bulletin? Once,
0: one second.
2: Daisy Bulletin. No. This is where it started. This was pre-Daisy Underground. Seven years that
1: was built ago.
2: I've never heard of this.
1: So, if you want me to launch into it, I can kind of get cracking in this part.
0: Yeah, go for it, mate. Go for it. So, look, this is episode 41 of the podcast, folks. Some of you have probably never heard of Dr. Big Money. But it's a name that I've heard often. Um and um as you mentioned before, we had uh Matt Lightfoot on. Um and he really, really pushed it and I was like, fuck it, I really enjoy like Brim, you, you remember how much fun you and I had with uh Matt as a guest. Um yeah. and I'm I'm already enjoying the fact that I've invited you on, mate, because wow. Daisy Bolton. Never heard of Reddit Daisy Bolton.
1: <laughs> no, I am I'm, I'm glad to be here. It was when Matt told me and then uh, Ace Whittles uh you know it suggests I was like sure of course like I Yep. It, you know I I never left Daisy Underground in any kind of negative way. I just I had poured so much of myself into it and Daisy which to many is still the same thing is going on but it just wasn't Crossing the threshold that those of us that joined during the mod days were just really hoping for, and so I mean, and I'm talking years of my life was wrapped up in Daisy, Daisy Underground, and then it was just you know it was just it was just time to move on, and I handed it over to good friends that are still doing great things with it, and then uh, I don't I, I know you have talked to Ace Whittles before in the chat. I don't know if I had him on or whatever, but yep. he he was a guy I added it as a mod. That was like my last action was making Ace Whittles a uh, a mod, and I didn't really ask any other guys. I just knew the Ace was good for the thing, and I was like, "Fuck it, Ace is a mod." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh just, so hang just, about, just hang about, hang about. Stop,
0: stop right now. Back it up, back it up. Let's you, you jumped way ahead. Now, for a lot of people. Daisy Underground is one of the, the basically every role-play interaction focus server, Daisy Underground is the benchmark for what you want to be like. How did it all come about, mate? Tell us the origins of Daisy Underground.
1: So, the, you know, the mod, I think, came out in like April of 2012. I probably started following it in May of 2012. So we jumped on started playing, and I started my love of Reddit probably around that same damn time. So um like if you were to ever cruise like on Reddit my profile is Dr Big Money um and so I used to do a just ton of stuff on the subreddit and I was like that one name everyone knew I was always trying to be helpful. People had questions, I was either quoting all right, all right here's the link to where rocket said this, here's the link where this was happening, here's this. I always trying to be helpful to everybody. But all of us kept getting there was a big portion of us that only really wanted to hear about or read about Daisy standalone and wanted to just have discussions and you kept just getting these shit videos and just, it was the, the regular Daisy subreddit was just, it was trash. And it didn't even look that good at that time. And so I went over to start this Daisy bulletin and uh, a buddy, the guy I was talking about earlier, who's in London now, his name was FPS veteran on, on Reddit but he uh he offered his services to kind of help me take over the look of Daisy Bulletin. So we built it and it was only discussion based and uh there was no videos, no memes, no anything like that. So we started taking off and a lot of the best people from Reddit back at that time, like people who really contributed to it being a good community started rushing over to this because we were all you know, real friendly with each other and everything like that. So we all kind of merged over here. Well, then it was kind of like the DayZ moderators were getting, um, almost jealous a little. Our shit started looking better. It was ran better. And so anyway, I, I'm a guy that likes to help everyone out. So I I told them, I'm like, look, if you guys want us to kind of take the DayZ subreddit and, beef it up, make it look better, and all that, I, hey, we're into it. And uh, and I promise you, this is all leading up to Daisy Underground. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, they ended up bringing us on to be moderators of the actual Daisy. And uh, this is still all before Daisy standalone even released. All of this. So, so they bring us on, and I said, you're not bringing me on without bringing an FPS veteran uh, who was my guy who did the the design of the subreddit and stuff like that, at least the the, the cosmetics. Um, so anyway, so I get him in and we start doing our work. And I don't, let me see if Daisy subreddit still does it. I don't know if you guys know this either. This is pretty damn cool. So if you go to the Daisy subreddit and you go to, uh, so you see the Daisy can of beans there, right?
2: Second? So
1: I always felt the best way to get your community to uh, kind of take hold and, and be a part of it is to try to give them some ownership in it and find ways where we could allow them to be a part of the creativity of what we were doing. And so we ran a banner competition for is a week or two weeks and we said whoever won it, we would buy a, co- a copy of Daisy Standalone and give it to them. And we had this thread um, sticking forever, so you'd see all the the, uh, the submissions that were coming through. But there were so many good ones that we were like, "How the frick do we choose this shit?" And so me and my buddy at first thought this was the best one, the Daisy, the Reddit Daisy Beans. Just how it looked, the fact that it faded to the black on the outsides, so that mm-hmm. then no matter what kind of browser scale people were using, it always worked. But anyway, so what I ended up doing was asking my buddy that came over to go, Hey, man, look, let's do it this way. How about we offer like six winners? And if you go to the main Daisy subreddit, you're going to see this banner. But if you go to filters and then go to act or trying to get to the daisy wiki
2: It's that that can of beans is just so synonymous
3: with daisy as well so it makes sense to have that be the sort of the focal point of that banner
1: yeah for sure uh actually so so my other idea was like you know if you hover over the snoo his eyes look down and then there's the drop down
0: no i didn't know that i don't use reddit um that much but i just When you said Snoo, I was like, what the fuck's that? Probably the little figurine and throwing up his eyes.
1: Uh, So I had that guy commissioned. So, oh, they changed it. So uh, here, I'll just, I'll make it easy for you. This is the Daisy, um, the Wikipedia page. And this
2: was another banner that we got. That used to be the Daisy
1: banner from a long time ago. Is uh, it the one
2: I've
0: got up?
1: Ah, oh shit! I'm I'm just looking at you on Discord. <laughs> like uh. I just see a picture of you behind a green screen. But uh, anyway, I'll, I'll fast forward through that, so I'm not lingering too much. So we get there, but once I joined the Daisy moderation team, Matt Lightfoot and them kind of uh, added us. There was a Skype chat, I'm sure Matt mentioned, that had all of the moderators. And community kind of leaders uh, throughout Day Z, and we were all in that Skype group with uh, with Matt Lightfoot, with Dean Hall, with with Hicks, and all of that. And that was like the place where uh, all of us resided. But there was always this kind of this vibe of oh me and my corner of Reddit, or oh me and my corner of the Bohemia forums. I'm that moderator. Get out of here, Reddit. You suck. And you know, then there's the Steam forum moderators. They're the worst of the worst, and <laughs> uh, it, it had this weird vibe, and I kind of fucking hated it because it was like, guys, we all love Daisy. What the hell is this? This is stupid. And I was getting frustrated with the the Daisy Reddit moderation team because it was we were always playing Mother May I, but those of us that were new were always trying to take it to the next level, and it was pissing us off that they didn't really want to kind of do anything that better the, the place um so you know i so i said you know what i i started the daisy underground and on one night it was like a nighttime or something like that and uh i went and added every it's it, so daisy underground is back then the only platform for it was the uh secret subreddit or the private subreddit so you couldn't look at it. You couldn't anything. It was just this weird thing no one knew about. So, But what I did is I went off and added every person from that subreddit that I knew, from the main subreddit, that I knew was a great member of Daisy that carried its name the right way, that could be critical of it without being – because you don't want to be fanboy too far but you don't want to be that dude that just shows up to subreddit that just criticizes just to criticize. And you're like, why the hell did you even follow this game? What are you doing here? Like, yeah, if you hate it. Move on, get out of here. You know? So it's, it was those guys that could always carry kind of both sides of the conversation, but we all knew we had a passion for Daisy, no matter what you, we all hope what was best for it. And so I brought all of those people into the Daisy sub, subreddit underground. And everyone was like, uh, um what is this? <laughs> like what have you added me to? And I exp- and at this point we were at probably like 100 people. Um and so the other big thing that really kick-started started it is that I brought in the moderators to help me shepherd it from the other pockets of communities so that it wasn't just me from Reddit. It was Ross, uh Rossums is what he went by, but Ross was from uh I think he, he did steam and maybe Bohemia and then uh, uh, pure passion. I don't know if that's a name you guys recognize at all, but he's on the mm-hmm. Daisy Underground crew. Um, God, my buddy Ace uh, FPS veteran, and, and anyway, so there was a bunch of us that I I kind of uh, brought in that way, and we had an idea of what we thought Daisy was, and we all hated third person. Yep, we didn't want anything that was, um. Just we we wanted that hardcore experience because we thought that's what Daisy was meant to be. And uh, one thing that I actually deferred on with the the team, but even though I started Daisy Underground, you know, I, I, I'll go with what the team wants to do. But you know, like in Daisy Underground, there's factions that anyone boy can go create one tomorrow, and it might last a week. And you know, uh, I might go create one, the new one, and it's this and. Uh, I thought it would have been better if uh, we had constructed ourselves with a backstory like like four, five different factions and we built it ourselves and people when they came in they could kind of choose uh one of the factions. And if people chose to do nothing, they would be on like the Vagabond faction or whatever. But I my thinking was always that we could control the story, we could control um What we wanted to do for events, we could kind of keep the numbers more stable because, and Daisy Underground, just everything always fluctuated. It was some, oh, we're a we're a clan or a a faction, and it's like you got three people, man. You're not you're not a faction if you got three people, you know. So, uh, but they were like, no, we need to leave it dynamic and let them do it, and I'm like, all right. We could do it. I'm like, I don't think it'll, in the long run, I think it'll work out as well as we could do it if we crafted it ourselves. But I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I roll with the team. So anyway, we did that. But then, um, I'm not sure if Matt told you, but Hicks, so Dean Hall, Matt Lightfoot, and Hicks, they could always hear us talking about our plans in the, uh, the, the Skype chat we were all in. And Hicks hits me up one day in the background. He's like, dude, why don't you just ask me for a server? because we were paying for our own vanilla server, but private servers weren't a thing yet. And I told Hicks, I'm like, well, I mean, it's not something I thought that I could ask for, so I didn't. He's like, do you want a server? And he's like, do you want to be the first private server? Yeah, sure. Like, why wouldn't we turn that down? Especially because it was free. Because yeah. we were ready to pay for a vanilla server. You know, and we were fine with that. There was nothing wrong with that. Um, So... Hicks was like, "All right we're gonna give you one, but you can't tell anybody. <laughs> the fact that we had the first private server for Daisy, and our members had no NDAs on them, no anything like that, and that that didn't leak out at all spoke to the quality of the people that founded that fucking that community that it never got out. I mean, we had like a hundred people that knew about that server. This is like twenty thirteen. And it never got out, and it was awesome, <laughs> you know what I mean like but the, what ended up it was in the long run, it was really actually it was more almost more of a hassle than it was really worth having the first private server because it, if you have a your own server, you can go to the company that makes it or you know that hosts it and runs it for you and do that, and they've got a team that can be there to support it. Well, Hicks was the only guy that supported our private server. So Hicks is a busy developer. Yeah. And it was always like, "Hey, uh Hicks, there's, you know, something wrong with the server." And he's like, "Fuck, you know, it'd be like So eventually we had to like start shifting who would go to Hicks because we didn't want like just me getting all the punishment of asking to fix the server cuz something going wrong cuz you know, he's the one that maintains it for us. So but anyway, I mean it it was still cool to say we had that first private server, but you know, we we just when it started too, there was the whole oh, do we allow kill on sight? And It was like, of course we allow kill on site. That's Daisy. Like, why would you? We're not the Skittles and Rainbows community. No, this is a- anything goes within reason. We just hope that people use the, the you know the in-game communication and try to tr- tr- try to make it more of a of a fleshed out world that it wasn't just okay bam kill and psych done but more of interaction uh propelled you know and so we we tried to have uh events that would do that to kind of kick it off i
0: think the word you're looking for is you were always it is something that i've always associated with daisy underground is organic interaction
1: yeah for sure um what happens and We happens. had all the right people to start it because, because we added all the people from the the original Daisy subreddit and the moderators, because you know, all and when I say moderators, I mean for, throughout all the communities, because those are the people that truly knew what Daisy was supposed to be an experience. And and it wasn't the you know, Call of Duty kiddies that were coming over to just check out Daisy, you know, the Arma 2 mod. You know, for a few months before they moved on, it was people that really bought into what that base concept was at the heart of it. And so, because that community was founded on that, and that we chose to always continue to be selective about who got in, because you you couldn't. We just said you can't just come join it. No, you 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 have. We have to know that you have the passion for Nazy, but that you understand what it should and should not be you know we're not looking to have a million like if if new things are coming out if you think that the daisy underground trajectory should be that of more loot and easier path to do this and you don't have to have this much food or this or that then you're not this isn't the the community for you if you think it's harder to survive harder to live harder to make it to that one hour two hour three hours game experience in that Exploits are basically the third third party cam, which people go. It's not an exploit; it's the developers that whatever get out of here. It's it's bullshit. So, but anyway, so we we took it that way. It was always leaning into the to the harder, and everyone that was in our community at that early stage, which was 100, 150, or whatever, we all bought into that, and so I think that foundation propelled it. And it was always people that bought into that mindset that kept joining us over and over and over. And then it just, by the time I left, I think we were probably only at like 6,000 members. I mean, so it still wasn't... The
4: well, just those, quickly,
0: uh, if I jump onto... Um,
2: uh, where is it? Oh, it did. A, uh, Daisy Reddit. So, yeah. If I click on your... <laughs> Reddit Daisy Underground.
1: Yeah, I'm on there right now.
0: Has 4,500 subscribed survivors.
1: Man, that's crazy.
0: And that's just that. And I know they've got their um, Discord now. Um, am I still in it? I haven't played on Daisy Underground in quite some time. Um,
1: I, it look like I left it too. I was in it for a while.
0: But I mean, like, so many creators that are household names for daisy can trace some of their origins and i would even say some of their success to stories that they were able to put out from daisy underground i know the running man mr blackout um you'd probably know a lot more names of people um who joined the daisy underground community and were able to have some amazing adventures on those servers
1: yeah, it was great. Uh, it, but what was funny though, you say names like, but back then people weren't names. People weren't. It, God, I mean, uh, lyric and a whole bunch of these guys that propelled off the Daisy Summit. You know what I mean? Uh, not Summit, but uh, was the guy that always wore the damn sniper shit on the the the. He always wore his ghillie when he was on the screen for a while. He became a big Twitch guy for. Dang, I can't remember. He was actually buddies with Dean Hall and shit like that. I think he was actually going mm-hmm. to work with Dean Hall for a while, but anyway, um back then, like everyone made a name on the back of Daisy, you know, and it was just funny how everyone shunned it and kind of like moved on. I cause there there was a and I'm sure you guys know these parts of the community that kind of you know, Daisy for a lot of things has become like a perpetual joke to anyone that didn't really Follow Daisy or people that say, oh, it was a, this is an example of what early success shouldn't be like or whatever. And I i still, I don't, I never subscribed to that. I mean, even though I left Daisy because I, I just, I was daisy out. I was exhausted from it. I needed something different. But I, I still root for success. I still, I still wanted to do well. I still rooted for Doug. That's why, you know, Daisy Underground, that, you know, I, I handed the keys over to people that I knew that, still cared about it. And I always you have those community and and I I still think Daisy subreddit is uh is a product of this. Uh that you have people that like, nope, I'm still taking ownership of it, but they have no care for it anymore. You have like, how are you gonna take the community forward, propel it, cultivate it, and and keep doing new, fresh ideas if you don't even care about it anymore? And for me with Daisy Underground, it wasn't that I didn't care and I cared about it, but I thought we had gotten to a point where all right, I I we have an amazing team of people who whose passion level for Daisy started after mine, so they're still fresh, they're still ready to kick it, they're they're in overdrive for it. And I'm like I I I'm willing to turn these people over like so with Daisy Underground for me and I started another community that actually became really big as well called Squad League for a video game squad um I, I never had to be the face of the franchise, even though I was the founder. Like so, if like for Daisy Underground, I I, I didn't care to become some big streamer off of it or anything like that. I just wanted to run a really great community, yep. that charted something that everyone enjoyed. Like that was important to me. I, I it didn't matter that oh, Doctor Big Money's got you know a thousand views on Twitch now, and I, I, that 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 wasn't what. Propelled me in with these communities, you know, like Daisy Underground. It was, I want to create the best fucking community. <laughs> you know what I mean, like that was important, you know. So anyway, I'll try to get more breathing space because I can talk, man. So no, that's, I definitely, uh, that's, I don't that's, want to take it, over from you or anything.
0: Br- Brim and I can talk as well, mate. But it's a sign of um, um how good of a guest you are that both of us are just sitting here, just enraptured listening to all the stuff you're talking about because, yeah, this is stuff that, you know, I was following Daisy back then, but I wasn't in on, you know, a lot of the information. I was an outsider and, you know, I was aware of Daisy Underground and a huge fan of Daisy Underground. Like I said, I played in it myself. I've got some great videos and great memories from having played on that server because, like you said, you created something that, um I I do firmly believe there's no right or wrong way to play DayZ, but I definitely believe there was a way that it was intended to be about not about a PvP run around, high loot, fucking traders and all the rest of it, but about yep. interactions and the the threat of dying from you know just a random bullet um or you know being betrayed and um DayZ Underground was one of the first high profile servers um, that enabled that experience to be seen by so many, thanks to the likes of the people I just mentioned. You know, Mr. Blackout series that he did on Daisy Underground. Um, the Running Man's got some great videos with um Oh, he has him. great videos, definitely. Yeah, from his times on um, Daisy Underground. And that's just two of so many people who... We're able to get some amazing content and show people that Daisy isn't like. You know, I know a game you just mentioned, Squad, fucking amazing game, very intense, but all it is is a shooter. Um, yeah, you get some yeah. funny moments, but at the end of the day, all it is is about killing the other team to achieve the objectives. Daisy, no, so much more, so much more so- to it. And it's great servers like Daisy Underground. Yeah, it, it it says to me as well, like what you mentioned before about Hicks and um, Dean giving you guys a server, they obviously liked what you guys were doing. They obviously saw that you guys were, you know, in capturing the vision of what DayZ was meant to be, and they wanted to help enable that to try and nudge, I won't say push, but nudge the game in the direction that they wanted it to go.
1: Sure, and 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 the beauty was too that it was almost like because I had brought in pretty much a lot of that people from that Skype group that they knew it was, it was the right community. Like you said, that was about to start flourishing with it, you know, and and there was obviously, there was other good communities back then too. And then there was communities that people knew were probably trying to make money through donations (laughs) and stuff like that. And there was some, there was, I feel like I remember one organization getting in trouble for it that, um, was clearly just trying to make money. Like we, we had always kept the thing. No, if if we make money from donations or whatever, it goes into making Daisy Underground better. And how do how do we do that? Like, I mean, it, and and this was no different with Daisy Underground. But I did this with Squad too. Like, so I I couldn't pay people outright. But I always, you know, if people were going to give me their free time, and my free time was my free time too. So, but and no one paid me though. I always would find ways to show my appreciation so i, I can't tell you how many games i've bought for people uh, even in squad uh one of my guys that made videos and stuff like that he didn't have a, a big enough hard drive to support and do these other things so i'd asked him what his address was and i had sent him a a hard drive and he was like what did you send me a hard drive i was like yeah man I was like, you need it, dude. I'm like, you're making these videos for us. And I'm like, I just, I got to show you my appreciation, you know? And, and mm-hmm. it's important to me because, you know, all these people, you know, it's their passion too, but, you know, t- time ultimately isn't free. And I and I always wanted people to feel like they were appreciated for being a part of the community and their contribute, you know, their contribution. So th- that was always important. And I, I always felt like, stuff like that. Those little gestures were always something to kind of keep people engaged. And Mate, the, I mean, you, you, the, you, you've definitely parent.
0: got um, a kindred spirit here in the Daisy podcast. We love doing shit like that as well. Don't we? Bryn?
3: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's good to see that there's still that out there as well. You're still seeing on Twitter every day. You're still seeing positive things and good things in the Daisy community. And, you know, it's, I think there was a, a a small period of time back four or five you know years ago where it was a little bit more toxic you know and there was a few more trolls knocking about and and you know kind of ruining it for everyone. but it's nice to see that we now seem to have transitioned out of that and as a community we've we've grown and there's a lot more positivity out there, which I think's absolutely brilliant.
1: I agree. I I I and I, I hope to keep seeing. Like I I go back to Daisy probably a couple times a year. Um, and we'll play it. I actually haven't. St- I downloaded the Molf. I just haven't jumped in it yet. But it's it's still uh, Daisy will always be near and dear to me. Always, even even though there's there's frustrations and like you said, you see that... because the negative stuff could be especially if you're community uh leader where. God, the negativity can just it can get to you, especially if it starts infiltrating your own community to a, to an extent. But you know, like say for instance with Daisy, I don't know if you guys remember. So for do you remember they brought they bought that studio in Bratislava? Do you guys remember that at all? hmm So they, yeah. it was like it was like eighty or ninety people they brought on. And then those people were initially, um going to be the team that brought us the animal ai i i think they worked on like one of the hunters games or whatever it was and so they wanted to bring those guys into to start bringing in that stuff but there were some comments with the daisy team and this is probably a few years ago where it would sound like there were only a 10 people and it was like how did you go from 30 to 40 or whatever internally with bohemia and externally with the Bratislava team with 80 to 90 like what is, what is happening? It was like, always oh, a source of frustration. Like what is going on? But, you know, I tell my buddies, I'm like, cause we, we still have, you know, a little passionate Daisy. Cause I'm still really good friends with a lot of these moderator guys. We're all in my, my discord's a star citizen organization. But, uh, but in reality, none of us play star citizen. We all play hunt showdown. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever played that game, but holy shit. That game is great. Like, Hands down, my favorite game of all time. Now, uh, it takes all of the the best moments of Day Z and like distills it into rounds. You know what I mean? Like you know, like when you come across a fight at a town in Daisy and it's or you're stalking somebody from town to town and you're doing this. Well, Hunt has that in Spades, like all the time. It's just not a not looting a whole bunch, but anyway, it's a different story. But um, uh. Fuck man, I don't remember where I was even going with that.
0: <laughs> um, about the negativity and.
1: Oh yeah, so no, I was talking about the the DayZ team where um, uh, uh, you know, like a lot of people say, oh, they still haven't even fixed the vehicles. The vehicles are still jacked up. They're still this or you know, and it's it. I feel like, and I don't know this. In you, how you guys might more more devs than me now, but um. <sighs> Arma 4 has to be on the horizon. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, Arma 3 came out like seven years ago, or however far ago it was. But um, mm-hmm. like, if Infusion is going to be the new engine for the Arma series, and Bohemia stated that Infusion is their new engine, they have to fix all this stuff. Like, it, it yeah. has to be because it, it for Arma 4 to function and be what it needs to be for that community, this all has to be fixed. So there's a part of me that's always like. I feel like Daisy has almost gone to like skeleton crew level now, and that most people are working on the engine through the Arma series. And I think once they shit out a proper engine through that game, I I would be willing to imagine Daisy two starts to emerge. Because God, you just even though Daisy is 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 newer now, a lot more newer mechanics, but you're still running Chernaris. that. And that shit was made 2009, and even though you put out a new map in Livonia, which is awesome, anyone that's spent a lot of time on Turnerus knows you go get on Livonia, and it's just—it, it, I mean, it's it's Turnerus with some Day ArmA 3 assets into it, you know. And but so the textures are still largely from 2009. It doesn't look like an updated game, you know. And and I think if they came out with a Daisy 2 eventually. And I don't know if that scares some people or scares you guys, but th- I think that's where Daisy would truly emerge and recapture a lot of those negative Nancys that fell off. Because you would have all new textured buildings. You probably have proper jumping through windows and stuff like that. Because even back then, uh, Peter and uh, a lot of the original devs said, "Man, you, you you can't get. We could do vaulting through windows, but you just can't in the current." build of all the buildings across churners because it wasn't constructed for that in mind so you have different heights on different windows and and all of that so that's why we won't have we won't have a daisy in its current iteration vaulting through windows and shit like that but um i bet into daisy two it could you know because it would be built for it properly
0: we actually talked about daisy two um a few weeks back didn't we brim we did yeah yeah and not that, Mark- marx
3: is bringing up a good point in your chat there as well you know agreeing it's going to be interesting to see if the graphics will get an update with the health update so i put out on the on the podcast um tiktok recently uh, a five-part video series only it's only about three and a half four minutes total any overall um but it's clips of um uh of them talking about uh, I think it was Scott uh, talking the about um, the future of of Daisy for 2021, um, and it was basically uh, Scotty, who is the the head of PR, essentially the the community manager for all intents and purposes, basically saying that for 2021 they're going to keep up what they did for for 2020 as far as their schedule for new release updates and you know 111, 112, etc. Um, but they're going to be concentrating more on on the health of the game and less on the content so if you look at um at the 110 update obviously three massive changes came in that one patch which was obviously the broken limbs the clothing insulation, and the perishable food so that's that's three big things that they brought out in one update for 110 so i think what they're going to look at doing now for the for for 2021 is still keep updates rolling out regularly and have at least sort of four updates for the year but have more of a concentration on fixing the cars and ironing things out so that it's a more healthy base to then add bigger better things into the game that they you know that otherwise they wouldn't necessarily be able to so you know as great as 110 was you know i I think the future for daisy is going to be be incredible and like you say if they're working on you know armor 4 or whatever it is they're working on if they're going to if they're going to have a, a tried and tested system for that game and it works better and they can do something with daisy along those lines and learn from that then daisy's going to whether they carry on with daisy or whether they do a daisy 2 or whatever they do it's it's going to be it's going to be a great couple of years in the coming you know in the next couple of years for this game
0: there's there's a lot happening um uh, doc, uh, doc that um Yeah, basically they said that the idea. Pretty much, it became apparent the idea had been discussed, and that's pretty much all it ever was was an idea of Daisy Two, uh, and it was dropped pretty much straight away. um, And the focus is to continue on Daisy itself. Um, That's not to say that you know maybe a couple of years from now they might revisit it, um, but yeah.
1: But I think what they would do then, if they didn't, if they didn't want to carry the Daisy Two moniker. Which I would prefer it, just as you know, Dr. Big Money Private Citizen, um, only to kind of, if you did a Daisy 2, could you do a jumpstart on the fresh eyes perspective, fresh you know, people giving something another shot? If it's just Daisy and a new map that they released, then we're, we're probably just muddling around with a lot of the same community, you know what I mean? But you slap a 2 on there at the end of it and you probably got a bunch of growth outside of the community that you know is going to be there anyway you know yeah. what i mean but otherwise like livonia you know was what 10 bucks i mean I, I bought it the second it came out um but i mean you would do it that way and if it was a brand new map new art assets all that you'd still have to you'd probably have to charge more for that than you would livonia because you'd have to be paying for all the arts that build all the assets and all the the stuff that comes along with that but I always just felt like Daisy Two would give a more of a fresh start and allow people that that bailed on Daisy might go, huh? I'll give this a shot. I'll see a Daisy There's, there's oh. a lot of
0: that happening um, now. There's a lot of that happening now, mate. Um, yeah, you know, when you've got the likes of Shroud, um, XQC, um, Lyric, Summit, One G, um, all coming back and playing the game, and you know, for the most part, other than Summit's rant about trees, um, the <laughs> feedback has been pretty positive. Um, and a lot of people, um, just, you know, you've only got to look at the, um, uh, the different forums, um, in particular Facebook, um, which kind of surprised me because everyone keeps saying Facebook is dying, but yeah, there's barely a day goes past. You don't have a post from someone saying just bought the game, saw it was on sale or whatever. Um, I'm struggling. It, there's just, there's still surprisingly, and I've got to, got to give it to them, doc. Um, Bohemian know how to make games that fucking last. You know, Armour 2, oh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. they build a game. And it, it, it's kind of, you know, we're diverging a bit here, but it's kind of, one of the beautiful things about Bohemia is love them or hate them, they know how to make a good base core game, which I know there'll be people who will say, fucking Daisy is not stable and all the rest of it. Um, Brooms laughing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they, they know how to make a good game that allows the community that loves that game to then improve on it
1: hugely. So God, I mean, when mods finally got opened up for this, I mean, hell, there's some people now that probably won't even play it without the, what is it? Because of the expansion mod. Yeah. Uh, You know, I've played with that one. I mean, God, you, you can hardly, I don't go play vanilla. I try to go find the communities that, you know, take it more towards the, uh, like Daisy Underground, would take it more towards that serious side, but uh, definitely, God, the modding with it definitely allows the, their their games to just live on.
0: I just saw in uh, chat, Mazgel saying Daisy in virtual reality. <laughs> that
3: would be brilliant. <laughs> that I would, I would, that would love to do the VR, but I don't have the space. <laughs> but I mean, I I don't know if they'll ever. I know, I know during the Christmas episode of the podcast, Scotty, we mentioned with Scotty and and Jakub, we mentioned Daisy 2. And I know they've said they've mentioned it on Twitter and said, well, we're not done with Daisy 1 yet, so we're not doing Daisy (laughs) 2. You know. And it's and I I loved that because it was such a brilliant response. But it's if that if they were to ever, whether it be five, 10, 20 years down the line, if they were to ever do a Daisy 2. They better fucking pray they don't fuck it up. Because <laughs> yeah. let's let's be honest: if they suddenly turn around in five, two, five years, whatever from now, and say, "Look, here's how we're, we're continuing with Daisy as normal anyway." That's not never going to change. But we are going to do a Daisy two, and then see how we go from there. If that Daisy two isn't polished up to scratch <laughs> and ready to go, oh that's God. it's yeah and yeah, actually, will be bankrupt
0: that's a good point that's a good point what was it like for you doc um yeah creating the first private community and being one of the early believers in the day vision. and yeah we, we all love the game here uh we wouldn't be doing this podcast you wouldn't have come on if you didn't love day but pretty much no one can say there weren't dark days where we wondered what the fuck was going on what was it like for you during those periods i i, I
1: think During that early, early periods though, it was kind of, um, there was some charm to it from this perspective of, I don't know if you guys played that early on, but even patching DayZ to get it to work when they pushed out a patch was like, it was like a nightmare. You'd have to go into folders and replace this file and that file. It, It wasn't some easy, seamless thing. It was like a, a hassle just to even figure out i mean hell once i figured out how to do it and you brought it because everyone was bringing their buddy on you'd have to because discord wasn't even around so you're like jumping on team speak or uh i can't remember what the other one was the good but old anyway, days to team speak uh, oh team speak, yes yeah, so you bring on, and you'd be walking th- them through how to fix it and yeah like all right cool and then you get on and you know you'd have those buggy ass moments but the moments that are great far, far outweigh. The bullshit, you know, we've all fell down a ladder, broke our legs and no one's yep. around and you're just like, well.
0: Fuck, I didn't even fall, need to fall down a ladder, mate. Just walk through a doorway. You are dead. Yeah, it, what the fuck?
1: Dead. It, it, like, what? <clears throat> so there's that. But, you know, that's why those sayings too, like, you know, don't get attached to your gear and you'll be all yeah.
0: right. But <laughs> no you, you summed it up perfectly when you said there's a certain charm to it. There's a certain charm to remembering the bad old days. And now you can look back and laugh.
1: Yeah, uh, but but the problem was there too, and and I think the Daisy team. You know, when I didn't say Daisy team, to me, I'm talking Rocket and those original those OGs. Because even Hicks still came on after. It was Matt Lightfoot and and Dean Hall that were the first two. You know what I mean? That went over. Yeah. Um, to to join, and then Hicks was a little little bit later. I'm not saying he was a lot later by any means, but he was a little bit later. But um, uh, it it. It was a long, long journey to even releasing the the standalone. But they might not even have ever wanted to release it. It was just that the community was at such a fever fevered pitch, about to fucking riot. Like everyone was like, "Give us the goddamn standalone!" Like you know, I mean, it was. Yeah. It was especially these mods. It was like, "Calm the fuck down, everybody!" Like the world's gonna be okay. So anyway, they released it, and everyone was like. This is, I mean, once the, the people got over it a little bit, because I don't know if you remember, like, how much, I think, what's it called? True Sky.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah,
1: True Sky. Yeah, so Two Sky was that kind of, you know, just a box, you know, that they had or whatever. But then they had True Sky that came out with Daisy that changed the feel of it big time. And that was huge. But once people, once some of that kind of wore off, people were like, this doesn't have all the features, even the mod does. Like, what, what is yeah. this? What did we know? had? We so, had the Mosin,
0: the um, M4, um, AKs, um, a handful of pistols.
1: Yeah. And the SKS. So it, it, a lot of people got pissed and kind of just moved on. It got real divisive for a bit. But I mean, luckily, Daisy Underground went that way because it was everyone that bought into Division. And I think that. Understood the trajectory, or at least what it was back then, and knew, hey, you know, you you, you got a rocket. Used to always use the uh, the analogy of for house building, but you don't start with the frame or the roof. You know, you've got to build that concrete slab foundation. You know, I mean, so um, back then they put in a shit ton of work just trying to do the a proper inventory screen, because you know how that that old school ArmA two inventory screen used to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, so you know it just we, we all knew that it would take time, but you know one year turns into two turns into three and then now you finally got one more weapon or what I mean and i'm I'm being facetious there or embellishing a little bit but you know I think a lot of people are like, all right, I've graduated college now from middle school <laughs> you know it's it's time to to go do something else you know but you know for me I always I always, like I said, I hand it over to great people. I always, I still love DayZ, you know, otherwise the hell I wouldn't even want to really be on this thing. Um, I root for its success, uh, but I ended up joining Squad, and hell, I almost became part of their development team running the eSports side of it. But what, what you were saying earlier, I'll say this to it, Squad is definitely just an FPS, but the idea that I had had for it was, that had never really been done, was having clan versus clan... Uh, matchups, and we would stream them almost like boxing events. Yep. And we we would have we brought out artists that we would make posters, boxing poster type things, and we would take people clans logos, and would one of these devs knew how to turn a logo into like an embroidered patch looking thing, and they were professional looking. And so anytime a real clan came in, we would have their patch or their logo turned into a patch. So then, all of our art was consistent across all of our like promotional stuff. It was always this embroidered patch looking thing. And um, God, everyone that ever played the game with us would always say, there's nothing like playing squad unless you've played for squad league with us. Cause what we would do is we would have camera people on the stream and we would jump from team to team and we would be listening to their squad comm. So it was always a way of trying to elevate squad for people to hear how the game is really meant to be played, kind of like the same thing with DayZ, but these are people that really know how to communicate, really know how to coordinate attacks on uh, buildings or, or points or, or whatever, and we would just fly around and capture that, and then we would follow different squad leaders for a while, and you'd hear all the squad engagement, squad leagues, and or the, excuse me, squad leaders. But uh, it, it took off. The devs gave us uh, $5,000, um, we were going to buy coins for everyone, like military type. Uh, yeah. Congratulations coins to spread out to the to that. Anyway, I'm not trying to go down the squad route because I'm done. No, with no, that. no, no. But, I'm a genuine uh, fan
0: of squad. I think it's a sleeper uh, game that one day, you know, you're going to have the likes of Shroud and fucking Summit and Lyric and God knows who else get on, and people are going to see that this is an amazing competitive shooter game um, that has. Yeah, the, the the mechanics of it are fucking amazing, absolutely amazing. So I don't mind talking about squad, mate.
3: Well, it's it's well, funny so- you say that as well because oh, I I actually saw a few. Well, I think it was maybe a week before Christmas. Um, Sackreal was on; he was streaming. Sacriel, on,
4: that was the name I was of earlier. On
3: on uh, on Twitch front page, as he as he quite often is, and he was streaming Squad to like four and a half five thousand viewers, I think. Yeah. So. It's like I say it's never it's not a game that's that's really taken my fancy. It's not one I've played. Um, but it's 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 getting there. It's definitely it's definitely getting there. And considering I've I've looked into it a little bit, considering like the development that it's had and the time it's taken to get it and you know, the development cycle for it, like it's done very well so far. And it, it's you know it, it looks like it's probably going to be pretty good in the future as well it's
0: probably I think- uh I was seeing a, a comment there um uh, daisy needs to step up the gunplay mechanics squad would be an amazing game for them to take inspiration from wouldn't it doc uh
1: yeah for sure um uh, i personally though i what me and some of my guys that were former daisy people we we would prefer daisy went more of a, a hunt showdown route um, have you guys ever played Hunt Showdown? By the way, no, but I've watched
0: people no. play. No, same so, here.
1: So Hunt Showdown, the 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 gunplay, the the atmosphere, like oh my gosh, if Daisy could take some of the atmosphere from Hunt, holy shit! Like, and and we recommended this long ago with the with Daisy. Like Daisy needs birds, and it needs yes. like little patches of birds on the ground or sitting on fences that. Say you don't know. You come around a building and you startle these birds; they fly yes. off. Well, now I see that from far away and like go, okay, because on the Daisy subreddit, we always we had these like I built this huge suggestions thing, right? And all the suggestions were centered around um, uh, player interaction or player um, players' impact on the world, right? So, for instance, yep. something that they just came back out with finally was. You know, if you're using one of the fireplaces inside of the house, we need to see smoke being emitted out of the smokestack. So then if you're going by a town and you see smoke out of a smokestack, it's, Oh shit! Either players there now, or they've been there recently. We've like, said in the
0: past that there needs to be more ways to. Um, I, I, I think that the, the way the topic came up was, I'm not a fan of kill feeds on the game. And feedback I had from a mate of mine who had a server that had it, and he goes, "Yeah, but people like it because it lets them know the server's alive." Me, I'm like you, mate. I like to find a piece of paper and go, "Someone opened a box of ammo," or "Someone opened something here." My, for me, it was. Um, I love. I hadn't even considered your idea. If you walk around the corner and you startle a flock of birds, mine was that if someone's off in a tree line and they shoot, a bunch of trees should come up. Sorry, a bunch of our birds should fly up from the trees where they are and fly off in a direction. So if you see those birds, you've got a rough idea of what direction the person is in. Then if you happen to be looking when the shot's fired, you can see where the potentially because the birds are going to, you know, probably a hundred meters either side, fly up and fly off in different directions so it gives you a general idea i love things like that
1: it, it makes the world lived in like there's another one of my top posts on reddit all time is i put and this was six years ago but it says this is what we should expect from sounds in the game if rocket even came into it was like no no that's not what we should expect because it was pretty funny but uh it was like you know how there's the soundtrack or the there's the the soundscape in the back where if you're like in a town or whatever, like you can hear that fence that bangs, right? Like yep. you hear the fit. Fe- like is it somebody hit the fence? But it was always to me is that should not be there unless a person in z touched the fence. You know what I mean? Because that tells you something audio cues about the world. You know what I mean? And and anything like that, like what you're talking about, like if you shoot birds fly out of the trees, or if you run into a thing a flock of birds, and startle them or the flies that are on a body that they took out forever that finally, I think they're back in the game. But, um, th- those kinds of things and I'm, I'm trying to find.
0: I've got body decay now as well. So that when you find a body, you can have a rough idea of how long ago that body was, uh, made by someone by how far the body is decayed.
1: Yeah. So check this out. I've, I've sent this to you, uh, boyd on on our discount between uh, discount <laughs> our discord between us so what i sent you there this is something i'd built a while ago this every suggestion ever for reddit like i used to keep tabs on this hardcore and uh, everyone that would have these suggestions eventually they would be uh, just regurgitated the same shit this was like the ultimate listing of things that we had all suggested that needed to be a part of the game, and I broke it down into uh, balancing, or if you see it, animations, uh, in-game environment, food and mechanics, HUD graphics, items, uh, medical medical mechanics, nighttime. I mean, it just it goes on and on, and so you'll see some of this, this stuff's in there, but some of them you go, holy shit, that'd be fucking awesome, like. Why is that not in there? And it's like, I know. Like, there's so much good stuff. Like, trust me, you guys should look at this thing for a while. Like, even after the podcast or whatever. Just see the different things. Oh, yeah. That- this goes on. It just it just keeps going. And I loved building this thing. Uh, but even then, once I was putting this together, I would, on the subreddit, I would do them in section so like for for one week we would have a sticky post like okay what are, what are the suggestions for weapons and mechanics and it, you just have them flood in and i would always edit them at the top because sometimes people suggest somewhat the same thing and i would try to shrink them down to where i can like as much because you wouldn't want some paragraph written up in here on some of them if you could help it but um god i just i used to live on this thing trying to piece this together for them and then we were always hoping that the devs would see this, so that you know our suggestions or anyone's would kind of make the cut but um uh, but anyway, so what I was just saying about Hunt though is that uh it you've never played a game audio wise like if you've played hunt I mean, just knowing what's happening in the world it's it is unbelievable how good the audio is. And are truly allowing you to track and stalk people or just I mean, God, on the next theme sale or whatever, you'll have to pick it up and give it a shot. But I always me and my buddy Rossums, who helped me build Daisy Underground, are always like, God, I think it just if Daisy could take so much of Hunt, it would just be phenomenally better. But anyway, um,
0: I think a lot of the inspiration yeah, for DayZ right now is coming from um, a game called The Long Dark, um, which is a much. Oh, um, I got it. Yeah, good game, very good game.
3: Well, I there think Slumrock said that he's quite a big fan of it. It was recently yes. um, released free for twenty four hours on the uh, on the Epic Game Store, so I picked it up and haven't uh, haven't opened it and tried it out yet, but. But yeah, it definitely looks like. Uh, like I say I know Sumrak has said publicly that he's a he's a big fan of the Long Dark, and being that he's obviously the the lead developer of of DayZ, it's uh it's it's easy to imagine that uh, some of the changes we've seen have, have sort of he's gained some inspiration there.
0: Quite a lot of these suggestions uh, you've made as well, sorry, um, are in the game now um, from this list. Uh, just looking well, so at So these it,
1: aren't all me. They're uh, these are yeah. Um, yeah, ones you collate Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, it'd be fun to go through this and see. Well, Doctor Desync in my
0: chat out. has said he's going to go through that list and see how much of that is in Z now. You know, oh, things like throat like slicing, dancing, that. flipping off, waving. Um, if the if you open a map, there is an animation in the world that shows you holding a map. Um, you know that there, there's a bunch of them already. Um, but then there's still ones like imitate Zeds. I've always wanted imitate Zeds to be. Um, something you you can pretend to walk like them and uh, pretend to be fake dead and um, little things like that so you you
1: know the big one that i always wanted sorry um there's one thing and i still think it needs to do this but we always said there because daisy always wanted to do those things that encouraged interaction with others in the world you know and so what we are We always thought it was dumb that in Daisy, like, one player could swap out a whole car engine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, like, come on. Like, I get it. Like, you have to let go of some realities. It's a game. You know, it is what it is. But we always thought that there needs to be buildings in the world that only certain things could be done at that building. So, for instance, if you had to work on a car and you really needed to do this, you would have to go to one of the auto garages in the world, which there might, kind of like police stations, there might only be a few of them. You know what I mean? And So then they become a point of uh, contention or a point of, like, God, if we we have to fix that vehicle, we have to go here. You can't just fix this out in the middle of a field and change an engine out. Like, you'd have to find a way. We always said you had to be able to push a car, which I I get that that would be probably kind of tough from a physics and a coordination standpoint of how you would do it. But um, uh, you know, you have different buildings in the world that would, would encourage that kind of thing. So if you needed to work on a helicopter, those were, which even then, to us back in the day, there's some of us that thought helicopters should be in and some that shouldn't. I kind of leaned on the camp that I didn't want helicopters, to be honest. Because I hated how you just, you get in the air and you fly. And because of how the graphics work, you could just, you spot a a base, no problem from the air and just go just fly down in and steal everyone's shit. It was like I don't know. I just thought it was kind of gimped, but I I get it as part of it. But um yeah, I just thought the building thing would be cool. just all those ways to interact and show player participation in the world.
0: I think um what you're talking about there and um at the bottom of my screen, um people can't see it, I'll bring it up again, but you've got the um environment um section. Um, and end game electro power station can be restored environment all buildings enterable sewer system under a few of the uh, major towns um, and I think this goes back to what you were saying before about if they were to do a um, daisy um, uh, 2 one of the main reasons even if they don't do a daisy 2 but they they do need to um, look at the map. Because they're very limited from what I understand, uh Brim. They've said in the past. They can't build under the map. They can't build things yeah. like sewers and that. And that would be fucking amazing to have sewers and tunnels that might uh, imagine a tunnel that connected the Northwest Airfield to uh Kemenks military and stuff like that, or Tizzy and yeah, just
3: Oh yeah. It's I've always said that, that you know, I, I prefer when it comes to daisy updates and, you know, like the one Point, whatever updates the big content updates i've always said that i i would much prefer to have more sort of balancing and more you know fixes and and things like that than content i prefer little sort of you know changes here or there um in comparison to getting you know new guns and things like that because for me i play mod is mostly anyway so whatever i want i can get generally speaking yeah. you know if you can think about it it's it's kind of like that was it rule 34 of the internet or something if you can think about it there's a porn about it it's a similar <laughs> thing with daisy if you can think about it there's a mod for it do you know what i mean so i think i think we talk a lot about um about the sort of what we would consider when or what what the game would need to have or what the game would need to be in order to be considered you know a, a fully released ready polished good game um so to speak and for me i think like like is on that list every single building being enterable and having vehicles that don't turn into jets as soon as as soon as we've got yeah. no more flying vehicles and literally every building can be entered and like there's no more of this you know bars across doors where you can't get in anywhere once that's done that is when i will consider daisy fully fully done ready Nothing else needs to be done.
0: Well, on the tunnel side, I think Dr. D. Singh saying in my chat, you know, look at the mosque. It can be done. Um, the Molsk has that's, got that's some okay. amazing yeah. tunnel work. Sorry, what was it, that, Doc? It
1: is. No, no, I, I was just, I was agreeing with that. That, it, that was going through my head is that, you know, Sumrak, who's the curator of Chernerus now, um, you know, God, he he has those. Underground thing, so it's I, I, to me. I guess it can be done, but um,
0: I get well, one thing we laugh about on the show, mate, is that you know, you, you can clearly remember the 2015 roadmap and weeks, not months, Ooh. and the other memes that are out there. No. Um, he said the R word, yeah, he said the R word, is the R lovely. word roadmap. Um, but the, who knows? They probably are working on something and they're just going to drop it on us and surprise us. Um, yeah, I, I, I joke um a lot on Twitter and things like that now that you couldn't get the DayZ dev team to walk outside and tell you the sky was blue, even on a sunny blue sky day. um They just won't <laughs> commit to anything these days. And I don't blame them.
1: No, I, I don't. But, you know, um, God, I mean, how many times did they have to learn it over and over and over? Because they committed that same mistake, like, quite a few times. You yeah. Know? I mean, hell, they had flyables in there for a while. They showed it. And then never released it. <laughs> yeah, yep. like Hicks had the one where he was showing the helicopter flying around. You know, like oh, it's gonna be in quarter four of twenty fourteen, and then never yep. happened.
0: <laughs> I still remember going to uh, Pax and he talked about helicopters as part of that. Was where the whole roadmap video came out, and we were so fucking excited. We were all sitting there thinking, by Christmas this year, we're gonna have helicopters. And nope.
1: I know. You know something else that I always I kind of wanted back then that I. I thought, did you guys ever play Project Zomboid?
0: No, but I've heard of it.
1: Yeah, it's a great game, right? But it, it when you start, like you, you, you come from a pro- line of professions, you know what I mean? Like so, in Daisy, you start and you're just random Joe schmo. That could do anything and everything. Like you can just, you can go. You're you're a guy that can fix helicopter engines, or and at the same time, you're also a guy that can do all this medical work or all this or that. You know. And I always thought that a I didn't want to see coastal spawns to me. I thought it would be cool if you spawned near a bed in a house, um, as if you just woke up into it that you were messed up or. Some, some, some along those lines. But what I always wanted to see is, you are a profession. Like so, it, as a baseline, everyone could do a bandage or a splint, right? But I always thought that there should be things you can't do unless a, it's same project Zomboid. You could read a book. There's beginners, intermediates, and like advanced or whatever. And so, you can't do you, like, and to me, this always would make your character, the life of your character more important because like right now if your guy dies you only cared about the gear you've lost the person itself now i know they talked about soft skills and shit like that for a while but um um that character dies you just hope you can make it back to your gear in time or your buddies live to support it so they can store your gear for you and hide it and you just run back up and catch up and away you go again but i always thought it would have been more cool as if your character itself. Were the bigger investment to where mm. it's tough to find books in the world on how to, you know, work on a helicopter engine. So it would make if you did find it and you read it or whatever, and you'd probably have had time to live on these books so that it's not just stacked and everyone just runs real quick to the thing, reads it, and it's gone. But I always thought too, all right, you're you're quote born into the world and you are a uh, you're a helicopter pilot. That was your past life, so. When it comes to medical, you don't know shit, but your character already knows pretty much all there is to know about having to work on a helicopter or having to work on a car or or whatever other professions that maybe agriculture or whatever that um, – so your character has some semblance of value to it. See, but and this is only good for um, servers.
0: But this is only good for servers that do encourage the interaction um side of things. For your PVP focus sure. servers, people like that don't care about that sort of stuff. They just want to be able to shoot and kill and raid, and that's about it.
1: I and yeah, I, I agree with that hundred percent. But it's that in those guys. It's like, well, then go play PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, like. <laughs> Wait, why are you? Why are you playing around Daisy? Then I mean, if you just want access to guns right away and don't want to fiddle around with, fuck man, I got to drink or I got to find food or I got to do this, then then go play PUBG, go play Apex, go play any COD Warzone, go play any of these other number of games. Daisy is supposed to be something different, you know. Yeah. But uh, like you said, that's it. Could be more of a mod thing, but Project Zomboid from the get go is that. And you have stats, and it's kind of almost RPG-ish, <clears throat> not in its trajectory of what you do throughout the game, but but building a character. So I always thought that DayZ could have always used more help in the value of your human being rather than just the value of what your human being is carrying. I, I think a lot of us
0: were excited it. when they were talking about soft skills, Doc, um, but we're not really sure where they're at with the soft skills side of things at the moment.
1: Yeah, I don't don't know. Yeah, I agree. I don't know either. Well, I mean, the mouse
3: kind of brought a little bit of that in with the with the cold um resistance what i call it the cold resistance soft skill thing yeah. so i think we're on the right track yes. with it i think it's there's clearly a base for it there there's clearly that that foundation level we were talking earlier about you know obviously the difference between building houses you know you don't put a roof on you start at the bottom you know i think i think we're already there to a degree we've already got that bottom piece in it's now just a case of building on top of that and figuring out right you know what windows are we putting in? What doors are we putting in? Is the roof going to be a thatched roof? You know, we've got to think yeah. about these different little things now that we've got that basic. What's, what's the next thing that we look to do in.
1: Yeah. And, and I think over time, you know, like, and, and I've, I've, I've said it a couple of times through here, but you know, and even um, I've talked to some of the moderators from Doug before and, you know, they waver. And I think after a while, everyone hits their threshold especially if you're leading a community. And I always used to tell people, uh, other guys that wanted to try to join the community or people that say love DayZ that would want to join us with Doug or anything like that. And I'd say, if you want to come join the Doug team and you just want to play DayZ, this isn't for you. Like, because most of us that run the community, we don't get to play the game that much. You're you're running a community. You're not playing a game. Like you, you can't do them both effectively simultaneously. You have to focus and curate one or the other. I mean, now we would play DayZ if we were running events and doing things like that. But God, most of my time was spent typing up stuff, responding to community, trying to figure out where we want to go with this and and do this and that. (laughs) And it's, It's less about actually playing the game, and I'm I sure you guys. Brim can helps
0: that. with a server. Um, I've got a server yeah. in the background, and then we've got the podcast, and we stream. And um, I just don't get as much time to play Daisy now, um, as I used to before I got involved in this. But you get involved in the stuff behind the scenes because you love Daisy.
1: Yeah, and and you and you love the community, and you like fostering the community. And I mean hell, look at this podcast you guys are doing. You know, and, and, and this part of it becomes something you're passionate about about the subject you're passionate about, you know, and and it it takes on its own level of fun and enjoyment. I mean, you're still involved with z You might not get to play it as much, but you still do because, you know, you got to keep up with it. And, and obviously it's the thing that brought you to it in the first place. But, you know, after a while with us, I mean... um, it just—it was always. I mean, we would take hours and hours of typing and talking about like how we were going to run events. Uh, did you guys ever hear of the faction Straza on Daisy Underground? No. So, us moderators, we wanted to spice it up. We thought it needed a shakeup, Daisy Underground and all of its the, the faction stuff. So. We all created this faction of our own, and we created uh, alternate subreddit accounts with different names. That was like, so everyone had the handle CS for Chernarostraza, which is like Russian for black something. And then it was like, so it was CS underscore, and I was like Leonin or Leonid. And everyone had these different Russian names. And when we would talk in the subreddit Daisy Underground, we would always talk in this like broken ass. Russian type English, and uh, but we would act like we were the big oppressors of the server and that we owned and bullied everyone. So then it became this thing that all the other factions like kind of tried to organize against Chanara Straza, and we said we own this town. So we did all this leading up to an event we ran at Zelenogorsk, and so I had two different accounts, and I I purchased another uh, copy of DayZ just for this event, and so um, we were setting up this event. We told everyone they needed to be on and in Cherneris or Chernogorsk, like at this time. So we, all the mods, and uh, there was probably like eight of us that were in the quote in the faction, and were set up at Zelenogorsk, and my alt account was stripped down to nothing but underwear and a note. And we found this like huge Russian orchestra sound. Oh, I had a a, a walkie-talkie on me too. And mm-hmm. so I had my, you know, caps lock on or whatever to try to make sure that I was blasting music. And I was going to, I was told to go run through Chernogorsk uh, or Cherno uh, with the music blaring with the note on me. And this note was going to try to tie everyone together to get them to come fight our faction up in Zelenogorsk, and it was going to be this big battle thing that would make everybody uh, try to, you know, band together to fight the the Chernarostraza Churnar, guys. But so I had where my alt account started, and I get the music pumping, and all of us are in the background, TeamSpeak, laughing our asses off, because we're like, all right, here it goes. <laughs> so... I go tearing off down the hills, like northwest of uh, Turno, like by the uh, by the hotels and stuff. And I start going through the forest towards it. Well, turns out there's one of the faction guys that were right there, that were like, "Hey, what the fuck? What the fuck? What are you doing? What, what the hell's going on?" And I'm just like, "I have to go to you know uh, Turno or whatever." And anyway, I start running. I just leave them. They shoot me in the back, and so they didn't even let they didn't even follow to let the event continue to flourish. So we kind of had to break the the fourth wall or whatever a little bit just to let the other factions know they needed to go to Zeleno. But I had I stayed dead in the mic, but I could still hear them in the game and could hear them talking about they were reading my note after they pulled it off of me. They were like, "Oh shit, Chinarstraza, is it Zel- Zelenogorsk?" Uh so anyway, once that was done, that was that body was dead, and I knew it was happening. So then I switched back to the my Chinarstraza Zeleno main doctor big money account. And then we start to wait, and now we're in Zelenogorsk, and uh, you just see the people come from you know that big barn that's up on the hill by Zeleno, and you see yep. them like, they you see them just kind of watching, and you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and uh, you know we'd take a pop shot, and then it was just on, and it was just chaos, and God, it was such a fun event.
0: Like the beauty of, of organising events back then—it's something Ben and I talk. Um, we did uh, something called the Daisy Ashes, where it was just a pure PvP event. But organising events back then was a real chore, but it was a labour of love, wasn't
1: it? Uh, yeah, it was. It was awesome. But so, do you guys know on ArmA three they have the uh, the the thing called Zeus? Do you guys know of that? Have you heard of the Zeus? I've heard of it. Zeus, think of Zeus as the dungeon master, or the like for D and D. You have the whatever. I don't play it, but you have that guy who's the, yep. the master of the game and what they're going to do. Zeus is that for Arma Three. So, if you have a, a squad and you're running against AI and you're going to do this, you could have a Zeus master that's like a a camera that flies ahead over the live action of the battle as it's happening, and they can drop in a enemy AI team just ahead where they can't see it and tell it to start patrolling here, they can call in a tank and they do it. So it's kind of like, it's almost as this a, a real-time strategy where you can drop in stuff live as it's happening, and the team on the ground doesn't see the Zeus operator who's controlling it. They just know that they're playing Arma 3. But I always said, DayZ needs that for the events so that you could have somebody, the team from DayZ Underground, or you guys, if you wanted to have your own event and coordinate it you have the zeus guy overhead that's pulling all the strings that can throw in all right these guys are progressing up through here let's go ahead and drop a herd of zombies off in the forest right here to kind of mix it up you know what i mean and so now you can Mm. curate or hell i need to drop this item this note which says this thing and I need to drop it into this house. So then you can go in. You fly down into it. You drop that note right here on this thing, so that the team that's about to come in there finds that note and says, "Oh shit, we got to go to the Northwest Airfield to rescue the hostage that's here." And so you have people that can curate that story as it's going to try to make events something that's people look forward to. Because we, we do have felt- we
0: do have community online tools now, and some mods, um, like Doctor D Singh saying. Um, Toronto Doug um, is saying in chat we're too attached to our gear on Doug, but damn I do wish we could do something like Zeus, especially for cult storylines.
1: God, I mean, if you had Zeus become a part of Daisy, you would have people that get would would that get really good at fostering events and doing that to where they would probably become even bigger stream things. Uh, and that that was something that I had always dreamed of because I knew as far as growing the community and making it better for people to a watch, to be a part of, to do all that, you need tools for that shit. And I and I knew like it's like guys, you created Zeus. Like give it to the Daisy community and let them take it to a whole other level. But, you know, here we are, you know, what, seven years later from Daisy Standalone release and we still don't have Zeus. So you know. Yeah, so much for what so much for what Doctor Big Money thinks. <laughs> but I actually interviewed to be a part of Daisy Team um, back then. Day, Rocket had hit me up and wanted my resume CV. Um, God, this is probably twenty, probably like twenty fourteen maybe. But he was looking for a project manager, which is I did IT project management for the Air Force, but. Um, so I sent it to him. I don't think they ended up hiring anybody. And it was funny because me and Matt Lightfoot talked about it a little later and he didn't even know that that had happened. He's like, bullshit, mate, that didn't happen. I was like, motherfucker, yeah, it did. And I sent him the email that me and Dean had had and he was like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, he had interviewed me and this other guy. His name was Tide, and he's an Aussie. Uh, but he and I were both big in the community back then as far as you know, trying to help everyone out and, you know, just be a good name for the community. Crimson Tide. Grimson Tide was his name. Grimson Tide. Like G R I M. Yeah. So, but anyway, I think he does car sim racing community stuff now. But um, uh, let me show you something. You don't have to play this right now on the stream, but this is this was something that I thought. Daisy still doesn't really have this. This is what I was talking about with the audio stuff earlier. You
0: share your screen, because uh, uh, that would be the easy way to uh, do it.
1: Okay. One sec.
3: Uh... It's funny. We've come so far with, with regards to things like admin tools and things that we now can do events so differently and so easily in comparison to what we could in years past. Like you say, Boyd, when you and you and WeDevil used to do mm. like, the, the app and stuff. You know, it's it's mad, but like you say, we would need ideally we would need something like Zeus to take events to the next level because you could you could set up an event server, but then you're going to have to have a team of admins on to do all that to to keep an eye on you know on one group on the map and say right well they're advancing let's drop a bunch of zombies on them and you know it's very labor intensive at the moment. Something like Zeus would be absolutely perfect for those big event servers. Yeah.
1: God, it would just be. I still think it would be just amazing for for the community to have access to that for DayZ. because we always felt like too. We wanted to do like uh, someone calling in on a radio that's at a hospital where there's a whole bunch of zombies down there and they can't get out of it, so someone has to try to come rescue them from the hospital. There's a good mod. Or, there's a good mod know. now
0: that does that. Um, it's not voice, unfortunately um but it um if you have a radio on you and you're tuned into a certain channel you'll get messages come up it's called survivor missions um, and for those sorts of servers you can create your own it's quite complex you'd probably get it um all c plus c plus plus and c minus yeah. and God knows what else but um yeah you can create custom missions and there's things like um rescuing um pigs from a barn and having to kill one, and then take some meat to another location. So it's giving people the choice of, do I want to do this mission? Um, or do I just want to go and ambush them at the end of the mission and listen in on the radio? And, yeah, it's it's a good little uh, mod.
1: I, th- I always, I always wish, honestly, for me, and I know that the, there's always these points of contention about the community about what they want in DayZ and not, but I always wish that we had stuff like that in DayZ, that there was uh, – like a faction AI that's in there that gives players uh, just other... Because sometimes you're going to go join servers that might not have anybody in it, you know? And if there's a faction of AI-driven players that... uh... But again, they'd always be dumb, like Arma 3 stuff, where there's patrolling this little area. So then it's... I don't know. It'd be hard to do, but I always thought it'd be neat if you had missions. But uh... anyway, I got this this, uh, video queued up this is something we always did circulated a lot back in like 2013 for the audio i don't know if it's on but i can hit play but this is the kind of stuff i always thought would be really neat to uh, no it's frozen for us yeah because it, it there we go all right there we go
0: Yeah, they've got good thunder effects now. They've done some good work on rain in the game.
1: Yeah, I think that that part's gone pretty well. So I can't remember all the things that are in this. Um, I just remember it being some of it being really good.
3: I've always found like the 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 high volume of like the the wind, you know, has always been a little bit too obnoxious for my liking. Yeah, especially on the mouse, you find, you know, you sit somewhere trying to have a fireplace and you can't sometimes you cannot speak to someone that you're with because all you all you've got is just a whistling sound. The wind blowing straight through you. Yeah.
0: They do need to work on the uh, player eating sounds. Yeah, the fact that when you eat a bunch of our uh, tin peaches, and it sounds like you're eating a handful of chips or something like that, is yeah, hmm, <laughs> crunchy.
1: Oh, I don't know if you heard. Oh, of the look back at that! Look yeah. at that! The
0: Mosin with the long-range scope and a bipod.
1: <laughs> See that the sound of opening the backpack. Yeah, I always felt like that. And that should have been in there too, you know. I mean, because it, it's that audio cue that hey, someone's next to me. Oh shit, someone just opened a backpack. You know, like I don't even know if that's in or not now, but I always felt like it should be.
3: I don't think audio from opening backpacks is is in the game, but I know that if you if you take an item and put it in your hands, it makes a sound.
1: Does it? Okay.
3: Yeah, switching things from your from your hands to your inventory makes the makes. There's actually a really sound.
0: good mod that I love, uh, Doc, where you can't access your backpack unless it's on the ground or in your hands. Um, I Ooh, just I love, love it. That. I think that's brilliant.
1: I think that one's good too. Unless it always felt like if it's unless it's in your your tool belt or in your you know your flak vest or whatever. Now I think this is the big one I liked in this. Yeah, this is what I would want to see.
0: you bump something it makes a noise
1: yeah yeah like watch the fence bumping oh my gosh
3: yeah i mean we've kind we've kind of got a little bit of that haven't we with like the trees and the bushes and things but i think yeah. it's pretty much just the trees and the bushes that we have that for
1: so keep in mind at this point when this video released there was no sounds on doors yeah and rocket used to come in and say we don't even know if we could do door sound yet like because everyone has to hear it and we were like are you shitting me like this is you know back then it's like this is 2013 you can't have a fucking door sound like bullshit." so that's why this like the the sounds of doors opening was such a cool thing to see because in the standalone where he's filming that's not actually making noise. And I do wish one thing you're seeing there, but it didn't. Uh, that Hunt does, for instance, right? Is and Peter um used to talk about that they might do someday is, you know, like when you go up to a door and Daisy, it it it's going to open one way and one way only. And sometimes you remember, or don't remember, like it's always like go up, hit the button, and you have to like run away from it real quick. So it doesn't smash you against something or whatever. But they have it in Hunt where it, so if I go up to a door and open it, it opens away from me. So it always opens away, and so the door can swing both ways, in and out. You know what I mean? Like, is that real? No, but who cares? I'm actually it's I've like
0: actually got to say though, I am me. quite impressed that that early in the game you managed to open that many gates without breaking your legs and dying. So, <laughs> very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive.
3: As soon so, as you said about the opening doors then, Dr. Big Money, I was just straight away, I was like, yeah, that's some broken leg shit right there.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll stop that stream on that. It's
3: pretty, pretty funny, but... right. We had it so that, I think that's the main reason originally why people were, were, were so up in arms and wanted that feature where you you hit a door and it would always open away from you and never open towards you it was, it was purely for that that fact. I can't imagine the amount of people that have gone, you know, over the years, gone onto Day Z, opened a door, and that door has pushed them back, dropped them down one step, broke their legs, broke their neck, and killed them.
1: <laughs> yeah, and think of those people that did that, and were like, yeah, well, that ain't for me, you know. Yeah, but you know what's funny is that Day Z, and you know all of those kinds of experiences kind of shaped how I uh, partake in other games. For instance, I'm a I'm a big backer of Star Citizen and i and I get the people out there that don't follow it that think it's just a perpetual money rake on everybody. But I think the reason everyone bought into it at first, PC gamers, is that it was finally a a, a developer that was willing to take a shot on developing a next generation game. Um, and for whether and people believe that or not or uh, that think that now I, I I mean I heavily follow that one still, but because of my investment in DayZ, I I don't do it. Like I barely even play star citizen. I, I go in, I check it out after a new patch, see how it's going and go, yep, still broke. You know, a lot of people are having a good time with it, but it's like, nah, the, the, the movement's not polished or smooth or anything. And it's, I always sit there and go, I'm willing to wait until it's, it's done. Like, don't, don't mess around with it. Just when it's finally done, truly enjoy it. Then, you know, that way I don't, Mm. over-exhaust myself on something that's early access. Now, Daisy's not that route anymore, but I'll give you another example of uh, probably one of my favorite games of all time, and if y'all have not played this, I, th- I think this is survival done right, and that is uh, Subnautica. Did you guys ever play that game?
3: No. No, oh. it's, on, it's on my Steam wish list, I just haven't got around to uh, <laughs> to actually going into it.
1: Subnautica is a borderline horror game, and it doesn't, unless you've played it, like that sounds dumb to say, but when you go down deep into the water and just stuff's lurking out there, and you can't go because of the submersible you're in, you can't go as deep as but, but you might go down just a little bit past the threshold where you can, and then you almost die. But Subnautica is just beyond just it's amazing. And so, what like, so if you guys ever go play it, what I would suggest you do. And trust me, I highly suggest... And I bet anyone that watches your stream that has played it would almost... Universally, people would probably agree with me. But um, So, you, you play it for a few hours. Get to know the mechanics. Get to understand how the game works so you can say to yourself, I know how to play this game. Then restart it. So, in that playthrough, if you die, you spawn back at the base. Away you go. Then, get to know the game. Restart it in hardcore mode. Hardcore mode is when you die, that character's done and it's over. And you have to start all over again. But I mean, it, it is utterly terrifying. And so it took me 18 hours to beat it um, on that hardcore mode. But there's just moments where, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's no multiplayer in it or anything like that. But it's to me, it's survival done right. And oh my god, it's an amazing game. Just amazing. But I say all that to say, I bought that game when it was released early access. I checked it out for a brief split second and thought, okay, I think this is something I'm going to like and enjoy. I do that to support the devs. You know, sometimes you take a risk and it doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. Now I'm going to wait until the game fully comes out rather than playing it throughout its iterations. And boy, was I rewarded because of that. So I, cause I got to go in it with fresh eyes as if I'd never seen it when all the other people had been playing early access throughout it. It wasn't, experience wasn't the same they knew all the scares already but there was no story so when i got to play it there was the story elements to it there's the scariness factor all that stuff and so now early access games i'll i'll see something i wanted back and enjoy like you know uh the long dark i had that like three four years before it ever even truly came out check them out and then wait for release mm-hmm. so star citizen same thing
2: Well, I think
0: we need to start um, hitting some of the actual uh, topics that we've got, unless anyone in chat has any questions for you. But while we wait for that to come in, um, did you get to have a a look at the um, agenda for the podcast, um, Doc?
1: No, I (laughs) I did not. Okay. Uh,
0: Did you see the – you might want to jump into the um, uh, chat and have a look, but there's a guy on the um, – it's in the um in the section where in the podcast section, weekly show agenda, okay. two channels above uh the I'd channel we're in.
4: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And if okay. you have a look at the clay models, this guy um I saw this post on the Facebook group. And oh my fucking god. These are insane. Oh,
2: wow.
0: He hand sculpted this. And when you sc- keep scrolling down. He's actually um, the screenshot of his character um, that he's basing it on. Um, I haven't seen an update from him, um, but, yeah, he's actually going to look at um, doing uh, models for people um, in the near future. They're not going to be cheap, as you can imagine. Um, I think he said, you know, there's like um, 30-plus hours have gone into creating just this one model for himself. Um, But, oh, my God, I've hit him up. I I want one.
1: I would want
0: one, <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah I, 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 oh what did you think of them, Broom?
3: I think they're brilliant, aren't they they're absolutely brilliant it's, it's, it's the amount of detail that's gone into them is is really impressive, like he's literally got like the buckles and the clasps on the backpack, and yep. everything he's got the exact you know the exact style of um uh, of tactical helmet um you know you can see it in that you know in some of those pictures at the back with the you know the way it's got like those um uh, those rail attachment bits that go around the back and the night vision on the front and everything like the attention to detail with that like you say he says like something like 30 hours just to you know just to make that is is i couldn't even imagine trying something like that not a chance
0: I've uh, said to him, when I have... get one done, I want it to be, um, I've got to get some um, uh, someone with uh, admin powers to spawn some gear in so I can create my perfect character. But it's going to be a survivor sitting around a campfire, um, cooking a piece of meat on a stick.
1: Nice. That would be awesome. I wonder if he does the coloring as well. Yeah, he, he paints them and everything. Like, wow, that's cool. Is he, did he ever send you any of the... Uh... Like his examples of stuff he's done that wasn't, uh, like say DZ. No, no, I, I've
0: okay. got to get more uh info from him, but um, yeah, he is open. So, but the thing is, I think he's hit a winning business idea because the amount of people, I think a lot of people will balk when they realize, you know, you're looking at a good couple of hundred quid for this um, sort of stuff. Uh, but I'm ha- I'm happy to pay that uh, myself. Yeah as opposed to buying something that you know is mass-produced, something handmade and just this, this guy's got some serious talent. Um, and I can't wait to see the final pictures of how this uh, model turns out.
1: I agree with that.
0: Amazing work, amazing work.
3: It'd be interesting to see if you can get it so that um, the night vision actually moves up and down as well, like it does in-game. <laughs> i doubt that's (laughs) i doubt that's a possibility but there could be some way of like say i'm not i don't do models i don't know i wouldn't know where to start doing something like that i could probably make a a penis out of clay and that's about it that's that's about the level of my my skill when it comes to sculpting so Mm -hmm. you know but there's got to be some way you can get like a little thing that that you know like a little some sort of little attachment that allows it to just sort of you know tilt slightly to to move the night vision
0: my big fear is um, paying for it and then getting a ship, because he's based in the UK, so it's not so bad for you. But I just worry about a parcel coming all the way from the UK to Australia <laughs> yeah. and whether we'll get here in one piece or not. You
1: know <laughs> yeah. what I would like to see out of it is, uh, and this is something we always wanted. Do you guys remember the the OG clothes and Daisy Mod? Like the, the plaid kind of flannel-looking shirts uh, underneath it, and they look like civilian tactical operators almost. Uh, <laughs> But we always felt like they needed to bring all the all the clothing that the Daisy mod had, like the characters, they needed to bring in all of that clothing in the Daisy standalone. So if people wanted to build, and I think there's a few pieces, but so if people wanted to build a character that looked just like the Daisy mod guy, you could do that. So to me, like looking at this guy doing this, it'd be really cool to see him craft one that brings back that OG Daisy mod look like the character at least let us see if I can find one that looks like it but anyway, go ahead Boyd I'm sorry
2: no you're right
0: i I, I, I totally agree um, and I think there's a lot there's a lot of um potential for more work um you know just basically the sky's the are limited basically as he showed you know, down here he's, he's making this based off of his knowledge of the game and a screenshot so if you've got a screenshot of something old. What um, do
1: you
2: want me to drop it? Uh, just um, in your channel. To you. Could be a good little business venture for a server or something as well. Have it oh. to, to try and gain
3: traffic to a server and say, look... You know, we've we've partnered with this guy who's making these sculptures. Yeah. You know, if you wanna if you wanna go and if you wanna go and buy one of those sculptures, come onto our server. Let us know what outfit it is you want, and admin will come and spawn it all in for you and set everything up so that you know you can get the perfect little picture to send to that that sculptor. Yeah. Essentially, you know, and then go from and then hope that you know at least some of that traffic ends up staying on the server and enjoying
2: playing on the server
1: hmm
2: Uh and this one too. Oh, real old school.
1: Yeah, real old school. Though that those, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool if you like so anyway, I just saying that guy if he did something like that, that's that OG Daisy look right there.
0: What's Dr. D sync just yet? Yeah, there we go. There's uh those screenshots. He's got a uh, an updated modded version of it, daisy one point zero seven modded that's pretty cool, yeah, yeah, all
1: right I'll be right back two seconds i gotta grab some coffee
0: yep well while um he gets himself a cuppa um the next uh topic, and this is one that uh kind of impressed me it was a um a playstation server um I shared their discord. Um, But after perfecting this service, Loot Economy, we are proud to invite you to Better Day Z, the server to anyone needing a PvE RP home with a touch of PvP and KOS zones. Server features, modded guns, helicrashes, yada, 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 all the rest of it. The poster is what I loved.
3: Yeah. See, now now, I have questions, though, because I 100% agree with you. That poster is impressive. Uh, It's a very, very good poster. But when I originally saw that you had posted that for the agenda, I looked at it, and as you can see at the bottom of that poster, it says, hosted by Chinaris in association with PlayStation. So immediately, I'm like, oh, it's a PlayStation server, so I'm not even going to bother looking for it. I don't own a PlayStation. But then when you go back out of that picture and look at that that list of, of server features, yeah, it says modded guns, heli crashes, fully built cars and trucks, yeah. trading posts, safe zones, that's modded. That's modded PC stuff.
0: Well, I think there be, be I sorry, think what's it, the deal? I think it's just um uh, they're being a bit um liberal with um, the way they're wording stuff. Modded guns, right. they probably modded the amount of guns. Um yeah. heli crashes, well heli crashes are normal. Um uh, what, what was the other one? Trading posts. The um, they've got in everything brackets everything that, safe zone. So I think that's the, thing, got... that's
3: the thing that caught me. That's the thing that caught me was the fact yeah. that in the bracket, it said safe zones. Because again, that's, that's, you know, the trader mod, that you know by dr jones and we seem. i'm noticing now as well we seem to have plenty of fucking medical professionals in the daisy community between
0: dr <laughs> jones
3: dr sync, dr big money so if you ever hurt yourself you know where to go straight to the daisy i, I, I will know. i
1: will say i've been dr big money since twen, uh since 1996 so uh, I, it was a uh, long time dr big money
0: Plenty of medical knowledge then.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hey, uh, actually, I've got
0: to ask you something. You will remember this. You will remember this. Our resident bad boy has just turned up um, in my chat. Do you remember 420 Gaming?
1: The name sounds familiar for sure.
0: They were the guys who got their hands on the crack files of Daisy back in the early days. I remember that. Yeah. One of the um, guys um, who was involved in that is now part of the Daisy podcast team. Um he's actually an incredibly skilled modder. Um, creates some um, he does the vanilla plus plus deathmatch servers, which if you want to just run into Daisy and sharpen up your PvP skills, they are the best um servers to jump on. Um we did a round mm-hmm. of it um for the Christmas Slay event or the uh, Christmas podcast special. But yeah, I just wanted to see what your memory of four twenty gaming was.
1: Not I, I, to be honest, uh, not extensive. Uh, yeah, God, there was so much stuff that happened. I mean, and plus that was beers ago.
0: <laughs> so, oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. I've lost a
1: lot of brain cells between here and there.
0: You <laughs> <know>. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I will. we all? But no, was quite, <laughs> I was quite now. I was quite impressed with this um, PlayStation server and just the level of um, marketing and the, uh, the the movie style poster. Um, kudos to them. Um, plus, we've been told we need to do more about um, promoting the console version of the game. Which, yes, we're very PC centric, but we we do love our uh, console. Um, uh, what's the word you use to describe them, brim?
3: Oh, con- console plebs.
1: Yeah,
0: that's yeah, it. Console we, always, pleb. we always say the
1: console p- peasants. Console
0: peasants. <laughs> yeah, I think
3: I think I think I think that's another plebs is a is a, is a UK. A word. Of that, it's, yeah. yeah it's basically peasants it's uh, your idiots your you know your your lessers your village idiots type of thing that's our uh, that's what plebs <laughs> means but yeah it's when, when we say console plebs it's more a um it's a term of endearment it's kind of like the the c word you know over here it's a term of endearment but you know how long has the
0: worst thing how long's it been since you really got into Daisy doc
1: when you say really into... D- define like, are, are you up
0: to speed with all the mods and all the rest of it of
1: late? Uh, so, for certainly not to the extent that you would be, um, but we did have a little period for a while, probably a month ago, where we started playing it again. I can't remember what server I was actually playing on, but... Uh, it had the expansion mod. It had the daisy, yep. uh, the trader mod. I mean, I, we loved it. And i tell you one that we really loved too, though, was being able to add people to your group. Ah, uh, yep, be, yep, uh, yep. To see where your partners were and stuff like that. And
0: you call and yourself I hardcore.
2: I, I know, and <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to do that.
1: <laughs> but but uh, and we used to have that. That was one of the suggestions in that thing where if you did a handshake with somebody, you would basically build a team system. So that you could kind of know where your partners were or whatever but but I get it it's not in the spirit of um yeah of that, but sometimes you're like, once you've played it so many hours, you're like, "All right, where the hell are you, dude <laughs> you know, <laughs> like um I'm, I'm past the charm of the." <laughs> Of the hardcore, I'd rather just – it's kind of like when you're a younger man and you want to drive a go. You go through, you go through no. phases
0: with Daisy. You go through <laughs> phases. I'm in a very really? hardcore phase at the moment, um, yep. but I kind of dabbled a little bit out of that um, with Nimalsk. Um, Just enjoyed a slightly less hardcore, but Nemolsk brought its own version of hardcore with the, the weather system. But um, the reason I asked it was um, uh, there's a guy who's quite big in the community at the moment called Erno um and he's been tracking this russian modder um who is doing an amazing fucking mod of basically building standalone bases um mm-hmm. and the stuff that he's got like i've got it up on my screen now would you like me to share um so you can see yeah. it give me one second go back here screen
3: I've been following it a little bit through the through the podcast as well. Every time we mention it, I uh, make it yeah, a fun of having a little bit. It's such a cool idea. And one thing to note as well is that the original tweet is never is never the full picture. If you look at like the replies to the tweets, there's, there's yeah. quite like a few more pictures and a few more things, and other, he actually engages in conversation with other people and answers questions. So it's, there's a, there's actually a lot more than that meets the eye with it.
1: Damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now are these like prefabs like someone if they or is it just buildings he's made that aren't haven't found their way into a mod yet?
0: Yeah, this is all being worked on right now. Um, okay. so yeah, there there's there's it's just it's it looks amazing because one of the uh especially with, like the is a perfect example. The is an amazing map but there's not a lot of buildings, but some people love their base building. This gives people a way to build a base that doesn't impact on the spawns on the server. Uh, um what, what's the name of the town up there in the far north, the the main city on Nemolsk, um Vorkutsk or whatever it's called. Um yeah, basically Vorkuta. that would Wortuka, that's it. Um but that would turn into just a massive amount of bases, um, because they're some of the best buildings in the game. Whereas this allows people to you know, just it's something different. Something that, uh, like, we, like we said uh, earlier on in the podcast, um, Daisy um, for all its faults, Bohemia Interactive, for all their faults, they allow people to create some amazing mods um, to enhance the game. And this is one we've been following very closely. Um, you know, Erno's the man with the info on it, and um, hopefully he keeps some posting updates for us all, because this is just beautiful stuff.
1: Great, they they fit the theme of the the world very yeah. well too. It looks like he took textures from buildings that exist, mm. like that red that red wood that looks like some the of red the houses two stories in the game. Yeah, yep, yeah. And the the wood, the vertical one, I think that's the flooring and some some of the, mm. the homes. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, because some of the other base building mods don't really fit. <clears throat> you know, they look too modern. They look too professional. Um, whereas Mm -hmm. this looks a little bit more, yeah.
1: Like it's using, utilizing in-world, quote, assets games to build. Exactly. So it fits, yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, Real storage mod. Now, uh, speaking of talking about uh, real assets, this is a bit of a plug, Um, but I'm going to be doing a Kickstarter. It's getting reviewed at the moment. Um, We are creating a... Real storage mod. Now, there's some fucking awesome storage mods out there. Um, (coughs) Don't get me wrong, but (coughs) the whole concept of this, um, if I just switch to my other Discord, I think I've got photos in here I can show you guys. Um, I've got uh, Windstride, who is probably one of the best modders um,
2: out there. Where is it? Why can't I find it? Oh, I'm in the wrong one, because I'm an idiot. Um, we're basically looking
0: to make a storage mod that is looks like it's made from stuff in the game. Um, we're using some custom items. Now, Windstride has created some um, screws. Um, basically, you're going to be able to make uh, certain types of storage items, um, similar to what's in the game, but again, looking more um, handmade. There'll be three tiers, um, one made from just planks and nails, the second made from um, screws and um, a mixture of metal and wood, and then the top tier, the professional tier, will be made using nuts and bolts and um, metal. Um, and to do those uh, top two tiers imp- improved and um the professional tier, you're going to need guides. Like you were saying, you know, um, earlier when you were talking about um, the skills for people, I've always thought it funny that, um, you know, you can build um, stuff with some mods that makes it look like you build a professional uh, cabinet or something like that. Um, With this mod, you're not going to be able to do that unless you've got uh, blueprints or the guide to how to make those professional tier items.
1: <clears throat> now, that's pretty cool. I always wish that it would have gone more in that, that yeah. way well for crafting, you know.
0: But no, it's it's something that um, it's, you know been going for about four months now, and we've just got the first stuff done. Um, and dried. as you can see with the quality of um, his stuff, just brilliant, absolutely brilliant, the stuff he's doing. So I thought I'd open it up and let people know. So once more info comes out on that, um, I'll post it and let people know that it's up and live um because i i'm i'm a real base bitch yeah you, know, you know that uh brim
3: <laughs> yeah i'm i'm the same i mean we've recently just we we just changed our server over to um to the mouse and made it more survival so we've moved away from the rp and interaction side of things and made it a bit more survival related and i'm just looking at this point we're, we're trying to fathom out the rules of the server now but once we've got everything updated and we know what we're doing <laughs> with the rules for base building, I, I cannot wait to get on and, and, and get a little base gone on the mouse. Cause it's the one thing I haven't done on the mouse yet is build a yeah. base or have any Same. sort of stashes for me the mouse is always, I just log off with all my stuff or I die or, you know, and then start again. I haven't done any base related stuff on the mouse. So I am very excited to get that, get that on me- soon.
1: This is uh, for me being ignorant on Daisy base building now, but um, what is it like breaking into other people's bases? Is it something like, so for instance, Rust, right? I like Rust a lot, but me being, I, I, you know, I'm four years old, married, I've got two kids, they're 10 and 11, and sometimes my gaming time is sporadic, right? But so there might be time on a Saturday where I put in some good hours with my buddies or whatever, you build a base, and then some, you know kid or whatever, like you log out and then like an hour later or the next day you come back and you're dead, your whole base is in shambles and it's like why did I even play that for six hours yesterday? Like, <laughs> yeah. no B- bases mate uh,
0: um, <clears throat> probably for servers that have base building, bases are the biggest cause of drama um, out there between um, people you know, offline rating is probably the number one complaint you hear. Yeah, you know, like you said, you log off. What's offline for you is online for others. Um, you know, there's people playing on servers from all around the world. I've got people playing on my Australian servers from the EU. Um, and, yeah, so... It, it it's it's it causes a lot of drama but at the same time it adds so much joy as well like i love building a base i love seeing it come up um and whilst i might not think it at the time when i log in and find my base is being raided and every wall was stripped for all the fucking nails because i play on servers where nails are like gold um it's it's amazing what's it like for you brim
3: yeah i mean i i haven't built a base for Oh fucking hell, geez. I haven't built a base for months. Like I miss it so much, but I just haven't found a server. With the exception of the server I help run, but then I cheat by just using my admin tools to help me build a small base anyway. You heard so it first born... exposed
0: on the Daisy podcast. Brooms a cheater.
3: Hashtag sorry, not sorry. So it's <laughs> it's a uh, you know it's it's weird, but like I I think I said it on the podcast. Funny enough, last year now it's weird to think that it is now a new year, but. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it on the podcast a few weeks, if not a month back where I preferred Daisy base building the way it was prior to expansion releasing, because when expansion released as amazing as the base building in expansion is. And I, I use that if there's a server that, that, you know, that has it, I love the snapping features and everything. It's brilliant. But for me, that whole, that that whole idea of having like the old vanilla way of having to have a hatchet in your hand and got him a knock knock and you wait and you're knocking through that bit of wall and then you've only knocked out the bottom panels and you have to go in and then you know and, and crawl under the fence that just i loved it i don't know why i don't know what it is but that original that you know from two years ago base building is exactly what i like it's all i've really properly known it's all i how i ever used to build bases this whole current iteration of you know the the wall has a you know each gate or wall has a health and you can blow it up and shoot it and you need to x amount of bullets or you know you need to you know you can just hit the shit out of it with a hammer and your hammer's gonna get ruined and think like the way it works now just just doesn't take my fancy in the slightest as far as Vanilla's concerned. It's quite
0: interesting, Doc. Um, Daisy still goes through evolutions. And right now, uh, the big servers that uh, all the cool kids are playing on are the day one servers and they don't have base building at all. Uh, it's all about stashes. You know, you find a tent, a barrel, um, a sea chest, a um, barrier bag, that sort of stuff. Um, otherwise, there's no base building at all. But like Dr. D Sync says um, there, Bases have really messed with the ecosystem of communities in one way or another. Um, from the ecosystem of the culture in chat, um, people getting butt hurt, like I have done in the past, uh, when you get um, really harshly rated, um, through to the impact that they can have on the service performance. Now, you end up with a couple of mega bases, and it just destroys the server's performance anywhere near those bases, doesn't it, Brim?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a big problem that a lot of big servers, such as um, our, our co-host, who's not here at the moment, um, WeeDevil, his Blue Waffle servers. It's an issue they used to have um, back in the day. I don't know if they still have it quite as much now, but being that they are more of a, uh, a base building, base raiding and PvP centric servers... You know, there was times back two years ago where I would I would try and run to one of the traders, but you'd get stuck in a lag bubble. And I'll tell you who got hit the worst was the Hellfire show, and the amount of phone calls I used to get were you know Effin and Jeffin swearing every curse word under the sun. Like, I'm sick of this server. I lag bubbled and I can't get in, and you know it it wouldn't let him join the server quick enough for Wee Devil to teleport him to the trader. Because as soon as he did, as soon as he he logged into the server, he'd get hit by the lag bubble, his computer would absolutely shit the bed, and he'd get kicked straight back out again. You know, so it, it was a nightmare. I don't think it's as bad anymore on, on many servers now, but yeah,
0: like, it takes I think a disciplined community.
3: Yeah, and I think I think it, it helps with the <clears throat> rules as well. That's I think that's the beauty of having modded community servers, you can now set your own rules and say, look we we are going to restrict you to you know x amount of height on your watchtower x amount of walls i've seen so many the um servers that have right if you're in a clan there's five of you you can have one tent each maximum um up to a maximum of x amount you know so so it really limits the sizing and i'm not a huge fan of that as a player um, because obviously, I, I don't want to be restricted. If I want to build a big ass base, if I've if I've prospered enough and worked hard enough on that server, that I can course. build a mega base. Then, then that's exactly what I want, um, you know. But at the same time, as a, as someone who does help to to admin a server, I can understand why server owners put in those rules for. Um, you know, not don't build your base too big because they it can cause some serious server performance issues. I don't know what it was like for you back in the day, doc, with uh with Doug and, and, and other communities, and, and what it was like, you know, pre modding for you know for base building and I mean, stuff in the not, early days.
1: I, it didn't exist back then, there was no base building, so back then it was how many players can we even get onto a server? I think we were god, probably like 40 at the max you know what i mean and, and not that in the early days we were having numbers such as 40 because you know it was it's daisy underground for a reason you know so there wasn't a lot of people uh, really around and then even then the, the the people that we got i mean think about this i'm i'm like to do this podcast i had to get up at 7 45 in the morning you know what i mean yeah. and you guys are you know mid-afternoon and For Boyd, maybe later in the evening almost, but Yeah. I think I think
3: it's like midnight for Boydie when we start. So it's probably like the early hours of the morning now. Oh
1: boy, yeah. So but trying to get everyone even then on a time frame that we can all play. So you know for Aussies it always kinda sucked because we would always have to pick a time frame that for events that were probably midday for Americans and evenings for Europeans. Yeah. That that would be how we could maximize our You know, people that would get on, but base building, that just, that was a pipe dream back then.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's mad to think how far Daisy has actually come when it comes to things like that. And yet they're still so behind when it comes to base building. I like that they, that they, they made the changes they took inspiration well in my opinion they might not have this might not be true but in my opinion they took inspiration from expansion with the expansion base building and the way that works and implemented that into into the vanilla base game and i like that they did that but but i think i agree with the majority of the community that base building still has so much more to go and so it still needs that that extra bit that i hope that along with the cars that we do get a bit more concentration this year with the with the new sort of r-word roadmap that we're uh that we're theoretically going to experience this year
1: yeah um i don't know base building it's, it's still i I probably be the guy that pre- i'd prefer the stashes you know what i mean as far as especially too from the standpoint of um you can go put a stash out in the middle of nowhere in a freaking forest and only as long as you remember what tree you placed it by you might be able yeah. to find it but i always felt like your gear is probably more secure doing the stash life you know yeah. you bury a barrel and do that because you know otherwise but
3: anyway. and to be fair nowadays as well with the with the way the modded daisy is is working obviously you've got all these modded maps you can actually you, can, you know you can put down markers that only show up for you so you can you can stash something by a tree and then stick a map marker on, and you'll always be able to find your way back to said stash, you know, should you uh, should you need to. So, um, and I, I know that um, I, I think it was, addressed. yeah, and I, and I think um, I think it was the Anarchy. I think did a uh, um did a couple of videos earlier last year where um it was base located, It was interesting, like base locations that had never been found and it was all like he had built like like it was like a one gate one wall kind of base but it was like, under a bridge like under one of those little rickety wooden bridges in the middle of nowhere and he had them on like servers that that were like like blue waffle that were like you know a hundred players on it at all times and never had them found so there is a there is a possibility for it out there
0: okay we have had um an update. Dr. D Sync being the fucking legend that he is, has gone through oh, your on. entire thing um of suggestions for every suggestion ever for daisy. Green means it's in and yellow means it's partially in, has a reason next to the idea. You're a fucking legend, Dr. D Sync. So Anna we'll get it we'll we'll do this. Animations. Uh I feel like this might warrant can you, um, section.
3: Can you share it in your in oh, sorry. Uh, Discord as well, Boydie? One
2: second. Uh bada boom bada bing. Um screen. Okay, cool. There we are, I've got that. That looks bloody good. Is it moving for you? <clears throat> yep, yep. yep. Good. Okay.
0: So sneezing, coughing, vomiting are in. Um pooping, urinating, grabbing injured locations aren't. Um, map animation is in, waving, flipping off, dancing, throat slicing, hand gestures imitate Zed's fake dead nodding. Um I don't think I'll read everything out but if we scroll down they've got a damn good I amount would, of I would argue in theory that that fake dead could in theory be
3: yellow purely for the facts that recently I've seen a lot on Twitter people are saying playing dead works and there's been a few clips of people that have gone and laid down in the middle of a road and dropped a bunch of loot around them, but kept like their pants on, for example, or a shirt mm-hmm. on with inventory, <laughs> kept a kept a pistol in their, in, their, in that inventory. And then when someone's come up, uh, you know, they've had a friend on Overwatch you know, on a high building, you know, 500 meters away watching them and gone, oh, look, there's a guy coming up behind you. He's on your left. And then they're, they're laying on the floor prone, playing dead. And as soon as that player rocks up, they just turn around, ha-ha! And then have a shoot yep. at them. So theoretically, it works, but it's not a, it's not an intended yeah. feature of the yeah. game. Like Doctor D C
0: just said, um, that's more player intuition. But you can't actually yeah. do the um, direct animation. Um, balancing uh, barbed wire uh, will still bug and cut you for maximum bleed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we talked about this in the past, Brim. Um, I think they should have left barbed wire the way it was because it was one of the few ways you could defend your base uh, against offline raiding. Uh, it's, yeah, it's,
3: it's weird wire. because barbed wire is one of those things i never really use that much like if i see barbed wire if i'm look, if i'm running around and i go oh there's a base there i might have a look at that if i see barbed wire around it i tend to just avoid the base like the plague um and i never really used it on my on any of my bases either so it's kind of yeah it's it's weird i, I never i don't really have too much knowledge on barbed wire and how it works and and, and whether it's better now than it was and and things like that.
0: Um, They've got generators in. um, Only one type. Um, They don't have a small one. Um, Radio towers allowing people to broadcast messages. Well, that's in. Base construction above and below ground. Only above uh, ground. Um, Although I have seen a mod that um, gives you like a little tunnel um, that is then teleports you to uh, one of those underground bunkers, you or those big bunkers, not underground, sorry, uh, you see up a tizzy um, that you oh, can yeah. create um, a base in, but it's actually teleporting you to a location in the middle of the ocean where they just uh, spawn. Yeah. So it's sort well, those, of. Um...
3: one of the buildings at Tissy, it's the it's the headquarters building. There's there's two versions. There's the headquarters building from Tissy and there's the headquarters buildings from anywhere that's not Tissy. Yeah. And that has that little like underground bit on the side. Mm -hmm. Um but the only way that works is because the map itself, if you were to remove all buildings, all grass and just have it to your basic map terrain actually is built so it's got that divot underneath to allow that if you if you go into admin tools on on a server as an admin and try to add that into just a flat piece of ground it won't work it'll clip under the map so you won't be able to access it without admin tools so that's kind of a a, a, part the below ground thing is kind of possible but again that's going to be a dependent on the on the rules of the server are they going to allow you to have a base in that building and it's, it's not really. It's kind of a cheeky, cheat way of, of considering that it's a thing.
0: I think I might have to do what Dr. Deesing's saying and just have a fly around in free cam mode um, um, to look at some of the locations. On the mouse,
3: it's, oh, it's yeah. ridiculous. I did it. Like, say, our server, we got it back online with Namask yesterday. As soon as I got that message, that DM from our server owner said, oh, we're back up online. Go and have a look. Oh, I went straight on. We've got VPP admin tools back. Um, so, so I've custom put custom placements down, like made custom base military bases out in the ice, and I just flew around for hours and hours, just noticing different little things, finding locations that I hadn't been to yet that I had literally run past and missed by like fifty meters, like entire little like areas with houses that I could have looted that would have made my life so much easier over the last month, and and just it's. It's such an awesome map. Hmm. There's so much to discover.
0: <clears throat> so there's lots and lots of stuff um from this list. Um I'll send you yeah. um uh the link because um, I imagine you'll enjoy poring over that um later. Oh yeah. Um but there's a lot of the stuff has been added, which is which is fantastic to see. It's really good to see them um actually uh just bring that back up. Um, no more kill indicators in bottom left. Force the survivor to verify the kill if they want the gear. Yeah. Um, yeah, but still, so many things that like your noise to the opening of a backpack, and um, just a, a lot of things that would be lighters and zippos. Lighters are in now, they've got petrol lighters in. Um see
1: that sound decoys, that was always mm. something that I wanted that you could throw firecrackers. Yes. Or it's on items, I think. But th- then to try to throw it over there to set, to to attract zombies but also make other players go, Oh shit, what's going on over there, you know, to try to do You can distract
0: infected by throwing things. Um but Same with wolves. Yep, there but there's no real uh decoy item. So that one could maybe be yellow Dr D sync, but um yeah
2: yeah
1: i'm with you
3: i don't know whether you can whether it works the same for bears like the the throwing a a, like a a stake to distract the wolves does i don't know if the same can work for a bear i might have to check that out after the podcast might have to jump on my server and uh do some
0: testing there's one there that i um like the idea of in-game camera recorder um now um Ben actually has um something like that for his um blue waffle service um so yeah you know, I, I think some of this stuff um whilst it's not official some of this stuff um is modded like pens and pencils um is modded in again now um you can oh, write yeah, notes with the mod yeah it used to be but then they got rid of it and no one really understands um but it's probably yeah. something we need to hit him up about Brim um, as to yeah. when they plan on bringing that back in, because I, I understand you know some people can leave toxic stuff, um, but yeah, that's not I, really I their responsibility. Probably,
3: no, it's not their responsibility. But I think that even if it's a tiny part, I think that probably must have played played a small part in in their overall decision. Um, mm. You know, to to remove that at the time. I mean, I since the notes mod has been a thing, I've played on loads of servers with that and not once have i actually run across a note that had anything like i've never run across a note that had any racism in there no or any real toxicity a lot of it's been um sort of tongue in cheek banter you know like uh, or or sort of rp related stuff so and every now and then i'll go on and i'll i'll you know if I'll, i'll write a little note out saying brimstone was here or you know Daisy podcast has been on this server or so, you know, and pin it somewhere, at a trader or something just to be an ass. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I like, I really like that mod and I would love to see that put back in vanilla.
0: Dr. Daisy saying cool thing is you can log notes if need be. We banned a handful of players. Thanks to it. Um, yeah, but yeah, the in-game camera recorder, I had an idea a while back um, and it's more for the servers like Daisy underground where it's interaction, semi role play focused that, It's an actual item you can find in-game that's like a GoPro camera. And you stick a battery in it, and a light comes on um, that shows that it's actually recording. And the only way, because there's a lot of times you see, particularly when things start getting heated in Discord, I've got video evidence to prove it. Well, if you really want to go, and this is probably something that you'll um, have some input on, Doc, um, but if you really want to go hardcore, well, what did you record it with? Because this is the apocalypse. Um, well, how did you record yeah. this footage and that's why I had the idea of someone creating a, a like a GoPro that can be attached to your uh inventory in the same slot that you can attach a radio to um so that it's an item that then adds credence to well, I was wearing a GoPro at the time um and here's my video evidence so yeah you know, it also yeah, then allows people to hang about this person's recording we need to be careful um yeah you know, and you could go as far as you want that you know you manage to get the fucking cloud going again and the footage is automatically uploaded to the cloud um so that it's all live recordings and can be viewed by other people and you know just to add a level of depth to gameplay but yeah um, spray paint was one that was in and then it's gone again, and I can't wait for it to come back. Same as there's people who created dyes now, there's a mod for dyes um, that allows you to dye clothing, and there's just so much.
1: Yeah, I, I one that I always really liked on the nighttime one was uh, homes have candles that could can be lit, yes, like so that you could go in and light them. Now, maybe they have a certain time, but again, <clears throat> for me, it was always boiled back to. Survivors having an impact on the environment to where from a distance you would know. Same for like the smoke coming out of a chimney, but in this case, if it's nighttime and you come, you know, to the edge of a forest line and you're looking into the village and you say, "Oh shit," that home or a couple of those homes, the candles are lit on the inside, so you, so you know mm-hmm. somebody had been there or is there. You know what I mean? It just adds an element too that if you're the guy that lights up the candle, you know, there's oh fuck, someone might know I'm there or or you're trolling and you light it and then go wait in the house that doesn't have light. <clears throat> you know, just, just ways to make an impact on the environment.
2: Like that's a good work on nights.
0: Um, and it can be, um, like you're saying, it can be modified by the server hoster. Um, I don't like the night light that um, characters have um, in the vanilla version of the game. Um It basically kind of ruins night time for me. But at the same time, I understand that on most servers, people log out as soon as it goes dark. They're just not interested in playing at night time, whereas I personally love the night time. And, yeah, like you said, server-side options to condense the day-night cycle. That's fully customizable now. You can make night time as short as you want or as long as you want. Um, Sadly, um, unless you've got some good mods like the resting mod and that going, there's not a lot of reasons for people to be on at night time most
1: That used to be a point of not contention with Doug back in the early days. of. It's like, if you're a Cerner owner, creator, whatever, there's, you could sit there and go, I love nighttime, want it to be as dark as possible or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But do you want there to only be one or two people on your mm. server at nighttime during that? Or do you want it to be, I always wanted to find that sweet spot where it was bright enough that People didn't feel the need to jump out, but still dark enough that you know it's it's nighttime I mean, but I, there was another thing though that Daisy didn't do right uh that some other games does right with the lighting in that I don't know if you remember, so there's a building in Daisy that's the piano building, and I yep. posted this on Daisy a long time ago that on that first floor there is no windows at all, and if you shut every door there you can still see perfect downstairs. You know what I mean? So thus, no real reason for the flashlight or whatever, because otherwise you might have some buildings, you need that shit during the daytime. You know what I mean? But because the lighting doesn't... The, the interiors of buildings, even though it is uh, real-time lighting, as the sun itself moves, but inside it just... I can't remember what they said it used to be, why they can't do that, but... Um, it just doesn't make lighting as effective or whatever. But, uh, so even if it's nighttime and you go into a building, it should be pitch black, but it's not, you still see fine. You know, I always hated that part. I always wished, you know, we had, say it's full moon lighting outside, mm. but if you go to the building, unless you use your light, it's pitch fucking black. You're not looting unless you lose, use a light mm. source.
0: Well, um, yeah, like Dr. T Singh saying in chat there, um, uh, Namalsk has been a good example of what can be done there. Um, you get into the tunnels um, at Athena. Um, it, it is pitch black. You need light. You just can't see fucking uh, your hand in front of your face. It's brilliant.
3: I think um, it's awesome. It is absolutely terrifying at the same time as being awesome when you go down there and you only have like a flashlight or a weapons flashlight. You don't yeah. have any night vision like especially if you're in first person it is genuinely like playing a horror game with all the different sounds with the like the um the custom music that bubson created for uh, for the mouse for some rack it's like down there it's i won't go down there without a night vision because <laughs> i'm just
0: like nah i don't i don't need that but they no, they they've done a great job with a lot of the different stuff random events um like vehicles is a pretty uh um, bad uh, section. There's lots of mods that have um, brought a lot of this stuff in. Trains, Arkansas, we're still waiting, mate. Um, but um, sound, sound. They've, they've done a lot of um, improvements on. Um, story delivery. I don't
1: know if you, do you guys remember the Rocket for a while. He took out, they took out ran, the heli crashes and uh, he didn't want them in the game. And said they wanted anything to be happen or happen in the game like that would happen to players. So if you came across a crash or a heli crash, it was done by the players. And so for there was a period of Daisy for a while where there was no heli events uh, when Daisy standalone released, and I think a bunch of us revolted enough to say no, fuck that! Like that's one of the best parts. Like you can't take that out. Like everyone loves that, you know. So eventually it came back in, but we all felt like, why stop at heli crashes? Why can't you have, you know, you see all those other
4: Mm -hmm. types
1: of random events in there just so that you can have miniature versions of random events or whatever, but also just to promote traversing the map a little more to look for some of these types of events, you know? And
0: certain stuff is unique to certain types of events and certain types of events only happens in certain locations to get people moving around the map. That's been one of my biggest issues with DayZ. Vanilla as it is, there's not a lot of reasons other than reasons you come up with yourself to move around the map. I liked it when the loot table was kind of bugged and Scalisti Island, if you wanted a sniper, you went to Scalisti Island. Um, if you needed a pistol and a suppressor, you went to Bellota. Um Certain locations um, had a higher chance of spawning certain types of gear. And they've got some aspects good, but right now, Scalisti Island... I can't remember the last time I went there, even Prison Island. You know, Prison Island's kind of a uh, is it worth it? It's it's better now because they've added islands between Prison Island and the mainland. But before Brim, you were just kind of like, is it worth going over there? What's the loot like in this patch?
3: Yeah, it's I, I'm the same. I mean, like I say I haven't been to Prison or Scalisti Islands in in a very long. I mean, I haven't played anything other than a mouse for like a month, so yeah. it's you know it's it's one of those where nowadays i think going to Scalisti unless you're on a modded server where they've custom mapped things it's not worth going to these places because yeah. as vanilla uh, in in the sense of vanilla that you you're better off just going to like cami and checking the police station you'll get about the same amount of loot theoretically you know, prison, you'll obviously find things like, you know, unique items like prisoner pants and a prisoner hat and, you know, outfit changes. But I can't imagine nowadays with the one after the 110 update with the, uh, you know, with the clothing installation, I can't imagine a prisoner outfit's going to be particularly high. I'm sure it's all either low or bad insulation. Oh, I can't so remember the last would time,
0: be time I wore anyway. a prisoner outfit of any sort. I don't think I ever have. No. <laughs> I don't think I ever have at all. I think the only time it's ever used is when people are doing role-play events on the island. Yeah. You know, prisoners having to much. escape from yeah. the guard sort of thing. But, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those, oh, yeah, prisoner gear, but does anyone actually use it? You
1: know, it's funny uh, on sound, gut and redo the zombie sounds, I still think the zombie sounds need to be replaced. I know that they did, but I just still they, – they still sound placeholder to me. Like, how is I don't know. It just doesn't sound polished. It doesn't sound good
0: enough to me. But no, there's some awesome things in this list, and um, it's good to see. I think it's um, something that I shared it on Twitter. Um, I think there's some really good things in here that would add a lot to the the base game itself. Um, uh, Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, looking looking
3: through as well. Sunglasses. All these items, the majority of them are in the game, but modded. Yes. So there, there are already things yeah. that are in there, but obviously I know this list is vanilla related, but it's funny to see how much of that is actually, you know, is actually a thing, albeit in, on modded servers. It's,
0: you know, there, there's a lot of stuff there. No, that, and it just keeps
1: going.
0: That was good. Thank you so much for that, uh, Dr. think And I am certain that Dr. Big Money will be uh, poring over that in great detail yeah. later. Wow. To see it's where... my um, monitors. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm only going to uh, touch on this one uh, briefly. Um, I got told that I apologised way too much, but I would like to apologise properly in voice, on camera to everyone for the Christmas show. Um, I know a lot of people were happy with it, but myself, I wasn't happy with how a lot of it panned out. Um, I had high ambitions and I hardly delivered on any of them, um, but it was still a good show. I learned a fucking shit ton um, and we'll be um, a lot more prepared when we do our big Christmas show at the end of this year. Um, but, yeah, so sorry to anyone who was upset that I didn't get information out quick enough. And, yeah, we'll, get, we'll do well, bigger and better. I think that's the thing,
3: though, isn't it, is that what people need to realise is that this was our first ever attempt at doing any sort of big event regardless of whether it was christmas or not this is the this is the first time that we've done any sort of podcast event type thing or, or special event special feature special episode whatever you want to call it so you know you it's not going to be perfect first time you yeah. know we've got ideas of what we wanted it to be and we've got ideas of what we want other events in the future to be um but there's a first time for everything and it's all trial and error we've never done it before and until we've done it we you know let's say for example that we do really well and this podcast is going for another 10 years in 10 years time we're going to look back at this and go well yeah of course it was a bit shit it was 10 years ago it was the first (laughs) one do you know what i mean it's 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 never going to be perfect on the first attempt just the same as anything nothing's perfect on the first attempt there's always ways to learn and that's the thing that's what we're doing we're looking at it We we know what we what went wrong we know what we need to change we can learn from that now and other events in the future now as a result of that can and will be a lot better and a lot smoother so plus you know, it's you a passion project a, you, yeah and it is it, it sort of an old adage if you like it's an old saying but you've got to break a couple of eggs to make an omelette mm-hmm. you know and that and that's what this was it was an egg that we broke you know and and, and tried to make a nice omelette out of it and you know maybe we didn't have add enough bacon or enough cheese to the omelette this time got to take the next the time that's what we'll do yeah exactly there was a little bit of eggshell left in there someone <laughs> probably lost a tooth you know and it's it's you know, the next one's going to be much better. We'll add a little bit of hot sauce to it to give it some flavor and go from there. You know, it, it's, it's all trial and error. It is. It is.
0: Now the next one's a hypothetical because quite often you see it in the various groups across um, Reddit and discord and, yeah, you know, even in comments on people's videos um, usually from the hard men going, yeah, you wouldn't fucking last five minutes in the real apocalypse. What has Daisy taught you guys that you would use in a real-life apocalypse? Now, this is going to be a hard one for you, Doc, because um, you're, uh, you're military as well, mate, so you've got a lot of other life skills. But has um, Daisy actually taught you anything?
1: Oh, you're asking me first? Uh, yeah, mate. Shit. Uh... Dang, no, I don't. Hmm.
0: Trust no one?
1: trust no one that for sure I mean. <laughs> shoot on site <laughs> yeah so no i dang i never even thought about it like that i will say back in the day what we used to do at work at you know say i worked with a squadron of 100 people you know me and my closest buddies were like all right zombie apocalypse is about to hit you can only pick three people from our squadron who <laughs> would be in your like party or in your group, who is it? And just having us debate on, man, I wouldn't take that. I think that person ultimately is selfish. <laughs> it wouldn't be for the betterment. It. it it was a fun exercise to do. We yeah. we'd waste hours on that. It was pretty funny.
0: What about you, Brim?
3: Bear with me a second. yeah, uh, things just decided to have a funny five seconds. There we go. Um, yeah, I I agree. Literally, I think if it was a if it was a case of we are actually the world is gone to shit uh in real life. I will I would I would become what I hate in Daisy. And that's the KOSs that you know the, the ones that just fuck everything up for everyone. That would be me in real life. I can't even lie. I've I've got a I look over to my right and I can see a little drawstring bag I've got full of goodies. That thing, second something goes wrong, that thing gets put straight on my back. And if you're in front of me, you will be on the floor very quickly. Uh, there's no way you can fuck with that at that point. You don't try it. Do you know what I mean? There's, <laughs> you get into that situation. Don't risk it. You've got to make sure that you, you know, in real life that you've you've got your shit sorted. And I think that's what Stacey's taught me. I've always had like a little. Um, what's the word i'm looking for like a little laughy, like a little thing a little anecdote uh like uh an idea that um that daisy i'm trying to think what the right word is um but it's an idea that daisy was created by the government to find um to see whether or not Uh, Like what the what the public what the population would do if they were thrown into that. So that's like a conspiracy theory, just a bit of fun bit of a laugh, you know, but the idea that the government of the world, not just any given country, but the world created Daisy to see what the population would do in that situation and that they're all watching our games and seeing what we do. Obviously, it's not true. It's a load of bollocks, but it's funny to, it's funny to think about, you know. Uh, it's fun to think that, that, you know, there could be someone out there that looks at Daisy and goes, yeah, that's what I'd do.
0: For me, I think one of the few things from Daisy that really does apply um, uh, to the real world is have a knife. A knife is yes. fucking key for survival. Um, having done a survival course in the military, um, if you've got a good knife, it just opens up so much um, for you to be able to do um, to survive. Not only just survive, but defend yourself. Um, you know, a lot of people can't hit the side of a barn door with a gun. Um But a knife, someone gets close enough to you, a knife can be deadly in anyone's hands. You don't need a safety switch on a knife and um, all the rest of it. So a knife is probably one of the key things. And it's a lot fucking harder than people think it is to make an improvised knife from stones. You need special types of stones and, yeah, just it's it's not as easy as finding two stones and banging them together and you've got an improvised knife. So... (laughs) Hey, Boyd. Yes.
1: What's what's a famous Australian saying about knives?
0: That's not a knife. This is a knife. That's not a knife. (laughs)
1: That's a knife. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty funny. It's like the most
3: famous Australian thing ever, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. I think it is.
1: Well, this is funny too for you too, Brim, though. We talk about knives and it's like, what kind of knife can you carry there in England? (laughs) Has to be under what length?
3: Oh, it's weird it's funny because i actually had this conversation with a friend of mine me and a, me and my best mate we are, we are collectors of all things knives and sharp objects and we always have this disagreement because i know the law better than he does but he thinks he knows the law better than i do and the law states that it has to be i think it's it's either 3.5 or 3 inches I know. The, the blade has to be under three inches and it cannot be a locking blade so it has to be a foldable non-locking blade but people think that they can just take a little two inch non-locking blade in their pocket and go and do their shopping in their local supermarket and that's fine when in actual fact if you were to get stopped and searched by british police and they found that on you they could still arrest you and confiscate it because the law states you need to have a valid reason for carrying it. And self-defense, believe it or not, in this country, is not a valid reason for carrying any object other than your hands and feet. Which is fucking stupid, in my opinion, but yeah. it is what it is.
1: Oh, that's funny. I just, it made me think of that. I was talking about knives. and
3: Yeah, our, our, our laws make sense to a degree, but parts of them make absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. Like one of the laws that makes a lot of sense, but is a gray area is about reasonable force, which as a, mm. as a bouncer is something I've had to deal with a lot because for example, if someone comes up to me, they've got nothing in their hands and puts their hands up and says, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a fight. We you. I want to punch you in the head. I can't pull a gun and shoot him mainly because guns are illegal, but also because that's not, that's not a proportionate response. You know, he's holding his hands up saying, I'm going to punch you in the head. Me pulling out a desert eagle and blowing his brains across the car park doesn't work out. You know, I have to match. You have to match the other person, not go above them. You have to use reasonable force to defend yourself. You know, so it's it's a really weird gray area over here.
1: Yeah, we just bust out our tanks and... <laughs> everybody, everybody,
3: yeah. I, just, I, just, I just do what I want and then just fucking hope that my fat ass can run fast enough to
0: outrun the people that are chasing me.
1: Uh.
0: Now, um, something that I, um, I shared um, uh, when I first heard about it, I was quite excited. It's something, Yeah, you know, we've had uh, Matthew Longtime on in the past and we've had a number of different modders on in the past, but there's really not a great deal of resources out there for modders. Um, Now, a guy by the name of the Emperor Fox and others are making a modding guide for YouTube. Um, They've got a Discord set up for it. Um, Just going over to it now. Um, I will share the Discord link. Um, But, yeah, it's kind of exciting um, what they're doing. Um, It's only so early days at the moment, um, but he's working on the first tutorial as we speak. Um, this was um, a couple of weeks ago, so hopefully, some more comes out of this because there's a lot of people out there who want to get into modding, and um, uh, it's you know, just it is it can be quite simple, you know, just doing reskins of existing items, um, right through to the stuff that um, yeah we've seen with the normal survival mod, um, inclement dabs, Daisy editor, the um, uh, ones trader mod um just some amazing stuff out there but if you don't know where to begin and who to contact you know as as we know brim you know dab and um jacob mango and Dewan and that are usually happy to help people but if you don't know yeah. who to contact where do you start
3: yeah exactly yeah you're you're flying blind you know with nothing to with no light to guide you so yeah that's an absolutely brilliant resource like i say i, I know that um Was it Matthew? A guy called Matthew Longtime we had on the uh, on the podcast last year as well. He did a couple of videos um, about how to set up a server and how to how to make a mod like just a simple modded knife or something to implement on your server. So having that sort of thing, I know we spoke about it with uh, with Mass and Winstride separately as well when they were on uh, on their episodes of the podcast and to have guys like that and Wobo as well, of course, to you know to give out that amount of information. You know, get people like Helkiana on that and things like that. Like, the sky is the limit. You know, if I know things change and you know it is difficult to a degree because you know no two button presses are ever the same. And when it comes to coding and stuff, I wouldn't even know where to start. But to have at least the beginning parts of, of a resource and have like you say just having the people that mm-hmm. that you know know how to do that and you can contact them comment on a youtube video or hit them up in a discord and say look I want to try this can you advise me on how to do the next step that's a massive thing for the future of modding
0: in general not just for daisy yeah do you do much in the way of modding um with daisy at all doc
1: ah uh, no i don't i never uh mine was Either like idea curator or, you know, running the community side of it. Um, yep. You know, mods, mods weren't around back then, so really, it was trying to do the best with what we got. Which, I mean, hell, if we wanted to run events, we would have to like yep. weeks ahead of time go find these fucking items yep. out in the game to use them and put them on our characters just to stash stuff to then go place throughout the world. I mean, it, it took a lot to try to do some of these things. So It did. Uh, no, I, I I didn't have the skill set for any of the modding stuff. Mine was always community building and building teams and kind of doing that. That was always mine, which sometimes doesn't feel like you're... Uh, I don't know. You feel bad when you're that. Like, as far as all these other guys you get on the team are over here making the art, and they're doing this, and I'm just like all right, I'm glad you guys are doing the thing. No, mate, I understand that.
4: Yeah,
0: I, I, Brim and I are pretty much in that sort of category. We both have great ideas, but we don't have the uh, intelligence to carry them out. But we've managed to find ourselves an amazing uh, bunch of people around us um, who can do the more technical stuff.
4: Yeah,
1: but that's a different skill set, though, that you guys have. That, and, and to me, that, and the people that can do the other stuff, they oftentimes won't have the other skill set, which is rounding up people to be a part of your community, of your whatever, donating their free time to the cause and and being a part of it. That's a whole other different skill set that other people just don't have that stuff. And how do you even convey that to with through typing and forums and and doing these other things, because back then it, podcasting wasn't as big of a thing. you know what I mean, so how are you winning the hearts and minds to even make people want to join your Daisy underground or podcast or this or that? So it mm. takes an entirely other skill set that you know many don't have that as it either, so you know it's not the short yeah. show you guys and are it's what I did you know it's
3: a, it's a similar thing as well for me. We're looking at like twitch mods like as a streamer. Like I look at it and I, and I see other people's Twitch chats. Like uncle Ray Ray is a perfect example. He has what could easily be one of the absolute best mod, uh, like Twitch mod team going. They're absolutely phenomenal. You know, they, they all, they all do different bits and bobs help out. They're really active in the chat, help out with any and everything. They're brilliant. But like, to me, like I've got some, I've got some great little mods on, on my small ass channel that i love dearly but like that it, it still blows my mind to this day that there are strangers that may live in a completely other country from you that are willing to sit there through your mm-hmm. six seven eight whatever hour twitch stream and basically just keep an eye on things and make sure things run smooth and help you and not expect or ask for a single monetary thing in re- on anything at all in return apart from a simple thank you like that still blows my mind that there are selfless people like that in the world that, that do that and i'm i'm part of that community and and it still blows my mind that, that that exists right in front of me it's it's mad i still can't wrap my head around it fully
1: yeah, it's great and you know it was funny with the with squad when we were doing that. And so we would shoutcast these matches from aerial views as they were going on. But we would, after, because we started turning into something big, and the de- developers highlighted us, and they, they brought us into their Slack channel. Uh So I even created a game design document on how they could approve the aerial cam stuff. But um we would have these people that would come up to us that wanted to be a part of it. And oh, I'll use my stream, my channel, whatever. But you could see some of these guys, it was always our, ulterior motives. They wanted yes. to use us to propel them to their own shit. And those people, I would be like, no, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, If if you were not about propelling just the entity or the enterprise itself, and you're just looking to make a name for you, and there are people I could name that I just won't. But it's like, no, you're not coming on to just try to make a bigger name for yourself. Like, No, it's like... You don't ever see me or anything. It's 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 all about how do we make the community better, or bigger, or this or that, you know. And I'm sure you guys see that the people that want to get out just to make themselves bigger. It's, better, it's you know? one of the
0: things I love about the podcast team, mate. Um, I'm probably the biggest ego here because I'm the biggest um, drama maker. Um, but I've, I've cleaned my act up of there uh, a lot, thanks uh, much to uh, Brim's um, delight. Uh, he has I'm saying nothing. Hasn't up to update his uh, incident board in ages, um, but yeah, we're all pretty much a bunch of um, lesser-known people in the Daisy community who are just passionate about it, and it's one of the things I love. And even yeah, you know, in the chat, we get yeah, you know, I love seeing the the same names popping up all the time, and just people who just love Daisy and just love talking about Daisy um, and hearing about Daisy. You know, the fact that we're forty-one episodes in now. Um, still talking about the same game um, amazes me.
1: Yeah, that is, that is pretty damn cool. It definitely.
3: And we definitely need to look at the idea of it going along the lines of what we mentioned earlier about special events and the Christmas podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Like you say, we're forty-one weeks in now. There's fifty-two weeks in a year. We've got to do something. We're getting close. We've only got what? What's that? If my mass isn't shit, that's eleven weeks until yeah. we hit our. Our year anniversary, our first year on the doing the podcast, mm-hmm. we got to think, we got to start thinking of some some cool shit to do for that.
0: I didn't even consider that, so that's a good idea. We'll have to work something out. See, if, I'm both the brains and the beauty. You uh, can Be the uh, brawn if you want. Did you, you miss the uh, Daisy question um, in the uh, podcast quiz, mate? Um, who was the most handsome um, member of the podcast? Me, your uh, Ben, and the fourth option was none. We're all but ugly. Uh, and that, that, that was <laughs> the correct answer. That was the correct yeah, answer.
3: Accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that.
0: Um, update from um, our Christmas podcast guest, Mr. Utah. Um, for those who are following, um, he uh, you probably don't know about this um, <clears throat> doc, but there's a guy doing um, another series of live-action DayZ uh, videos. And, mate, they are fucking awesome. Um, he's filming them in Australia, of all places. Um, but. Um, Slight delay on the next episode. Festive season got the best of the team at Utah headquarters. Happy New Year's to all big things coming. Um and I'll share you his uh YouTube channel. But one of the things that people are loving is that um he's using sound effects from the game. And Such really a cool concept. one ep one episode in and he really managed to capture the look and feel of Daisy um just i don't think there was a word spoken in the first episode but oh my fucking god mate um absolutely amazing and there's two other projects um in the works at the moment as well one that's actually being filmed in the Czech Republic and they're using some of the landmarks um that were inspiration for the game that we saw when we had Matt Lightfoot on um so that's going to be next level as well you know seeing people running up those uh rocket towers um, where the anti-aircraft missile uh, launches are, and just that—that's going to be brilliant. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah. and I—I I
3: seem to remember as well that on the uh, Christmas episode when we had Mister Utah on the podcast, he did mention, if I remember rightly, that whilst the first episode that he has already released didn't have any dialogue. The second one, I think he's going to start looking at making them slightly longer, sort of 10 minutes each, give or take, and actually hoping to maybe start putting some sort of storyline and dialogue type things in there as well. So, you know, it's it's going to be a really, really interesting thing that he's that, that's going to come out. Once it's all done, said and done, it's, it's going to be, it's going to really be, it's already something impressive, but it's going to be a whole nother level once it's all done.
0: I just shared that video you shared with me, Doctor Big Money. Um, uh, we we try not to watch too many videos usually because of copyright music and the way the system is now. But um, I can not say I've seen Meet Alex. I can't remember it. Um, uh, but people in oh, chat this, uh, can. I I I,
1: uh, I don't think that there's any music. This is a guy playing DayZ, but it's, he meets this kid on the side of the street. Oh my God, this video! I mean, this video look at me, six years old. Um. Oh, my God. It's funny, though. Like, I guess we were in tears back in the day. This shit was so funny. Um, But the other funny one that used to be played that was really good. You guys seen the movie Predator? Yep. You remember the sound that the Predator makes? But in the DayZ mod, you know, you'd hit. Ha- oh, I think I know the one you're talking they, about. Yeah, they would get near uh, Barry. Yeah. No, the, the. What's the military Cerno. camp by Cherno? Yeah, yeah. Belota. Right Belota the military. Belota. Yeah, and they would hide out in the bushes and they would play the predator sounds watching the people up on the air traffic control tower. Oh, my God. I've
0: seen that one. That was fucking gold. Um, Just people getting scared shitless. And I even love the videos of people who would upload um, their experiences when people were trolling them in the game. Daisy just has that unique ability to scare the absolute shit out of you without actually... Anyone being there, just you, you. I scared myself the other day um, on the moles. Uh, the first time I ran onto snow, um, the crunching side of me, uh, sound it made. I fucking had a heart attack. I was like, "What the fuck was that?" I'm looking around, and it's just, it's an amazing game, absolutely amazing game. Daisy <laughs> is for the for the shit that it allows you to experience. Like you probably remember that video, Doc. That bloke um walking around along one of the roads on the coast, and he had a book um. Or no, he had a lantern in his hand, and he was wearing a um, burlap sack on his head, and he was chanting something, and he, he was just slow walking his way along the edge of the map, and it just freaked people out. Just some amazing stuff.
1: Yeah, there is a lot. There's oh, there's so many good videos. I'm I'm way out of the loop on what would be good in the last probably several years. I mean, I I still go to the Daisy subreddit just to see any latest news on kind of what's happening, you know. But otherwise, I'm. Pretty much in my little hunt showdown world now.
0: Yeah. But,
1: um... if,
3: if that little bit of snow on the mouse scared you, Boydie, I suggest you don't check Twitter at the moment and see all the uh, all the stuff about people have created bloodsuckers.
0: Yes, I've seen that. I've, I've, <laughs> I've encountered it, but they just don't seem to have the feel of what I saw in the videos from back in the day because they don't pop in and out. They're always visible. Um, and whoa, the server whoa, I look, first encountered them. they no they're popping in and out now from what i saw i might be completely wrong
3: and i'll have a look into it um but i saw something on the steam workshop and mod about it and it was saying that they're they're invisible until they aggro and then once they aggro to something or someone then they become visible again and then and you can like because you'll you'll just hear footsteps and they're very very distinct footsteps that aren't aren't players or or normal zombies you'll hear them but you won't see them and then once they aggro you they suddenly become visible and apparently on some servers they're near impossible to deal with unless you've got some Hmm. serious firepower
0: yeah the first ones i encountered were able to just be taken out with a melee weapon so that kind of disappointed me a bit but um if they're making them um harsher um then i'm all for that i look forward to it I look forward to it because a bear will scare the absolute shit out of me, um, even if I've got a big gun. Um, so yeah. <clears throat>
2: um,
0: highlights of the week. We're getting towards the end. Before we jump into that, though, um, I do want to ask you, mate. Is there anything um, you want to add or just discuss? Like, uh, do you follow Daisy Underground much still?
1: No, not at all. I actually, was in their. Uh... Sent us the the, the the Daisy Discord for a while, or the the Daisy Underground Discord for a while, mm-hmm. and I remember making a post or whatever, and a bunch of them were like, "Oh shit, it's the Daisy Godfather," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and it, like, there was like this thing that were like, they all knew who I was. I had no idea they knew who I was, and so I thought it was just gonna be a random Joe schmo coming in to comment. It was like everybody knew, like, "Oh fuck, it's the OG." And anyway, I posted some here and there, but you know, I just. I largely hadn't played Daisy in a while, but it's a game me and my buddies always still want to come back to, but we're just I don't know if it's we're waiting on a certain thing. And really what I think it is for me is I want a proper new map. Yeah. I think if and we always thought we would like to see something from England or Scotland or something like that. Like give us an you give me a new map, I'll be back. But I've been on Turneris for you know, seven years, you know? And hell, think about those guys that played Arma 2, you know, that have been on it since 2009, you know? I mean, like, yeah, they've been updating it. I I, I get it. And it's and it's an amazing map, but I'm tired of it. You know, I want to see somewhere else, some, something different, updated assets, you know? And, and I think I probably won't come fully back to it until then just because I spent so much time on that game. I mean, probably four or five years of my life Maybe a little, maybe a three or four, but anyway, it was just, it was full-time job, you know, and it was, I just moved on and did, you know, military career, try to do different things. I mean, I'm, I retired from the Air Force, uh, like six months ago, so I'm not in it anymore. Yep. I do IT stuff out now, but, um, but anyway, I, like I said, I, I still always root for success. I, you know, I, and I think the reason I always come back to it is who's doing Daisy right? Nobody. I think all of us know like Daisy, out of any of these survival games is trying to do a multiplayer survival game. Daisy is the only one to me that seems really on the right track. I thought Scum might do okay, but I don't know. I just, I didn't stick around. Scum Dead Matter, I am a part of the closed alpha on that. And Mm. then I played that for 15 minutes and then noped out of that one. Uh, I I, um, was a backer uh, (laughs) of
0: that as well. Um, Brim, did you fire up the copy of it I gave you? I did I did and on not I've got next time on it I haven't I just the, the, dead matter was an exercise in how not to launch a game I it, mean, it was it was, it was so. a tragedy a fucking modern day greek tragedy watching that unfold the week they launched
1: and it's For, funny because it looked like it had great I'm sorry I'm sorry it looked like they had a great trajectory I mean it looked like it had some good hype around it and then
3: yeah I got 45 minutes playtime on my Steam account on that. Mm -hmm. And that's probably about 40 minutes longer than it needed to be overall. You know what I think they do wrong, uh, Doc?
0: Where I think a lot of them go wrong is they all come in with this attitude that they're going to be the Daisy killer. Um, And that gets a lot of people offside straight away. Like, I backed Dead Matter because they were doing something different. They had the, like you talked before, about the idea of AI, um, different AI groups that you could interact with. And, um, you know, you basically pick an AI faction to get close to and you'll get better dealings with them. And I thought something different. I'm interested to see. I loved the idea that they were specializing in locking down existing structures. Um, you know, that it was going to be set in a Western location, um, Alberta, Canada. Um, but they just, oh.
1: They, they, they fumbled it, you know. What's the other one, Deadside? Deadside, side, yeah. yeah.
0: Another I, one, the trash talk Daisy, and I,
1: and I bought it and I tried it for I don't know thirty forty minutes and thought that nah, it's got a long way to go, so I refunded it and that was that on that one. Survived the night, uh, Frankie
0: on PC did his big video on it, and where's the game that Frankie showed us?
1: I don't know. That's what I'm saying. No one, other than the single player games that are doing survival right, like The Long Dark, like Subnautica, Mm -hmm. uh, I think people would argue The Forest, which I guess there's multiplayer in The Forest, but uh, I think a lot of people seem to have good things about that, but Daisy I think is the only one that can truly, really it kind of is the king, although um, not without its own version of controversy and all that shit around it, but there's a reason people stick around. It's the only one that's really doing it right and also has a good trajectory in it, but then also has all that modding available for the community to correct anything it needs, the thinks needs correcting.
0: There we go. I'm just looking at the Steam charts now. Um, by the look of it, from what I am seeing, we have just set in the um, last 24 hours a new term record since release.
3: 41,000. 41,099
0: in the last 24 hours.
1: That's great. That, I mean, that's, you know, hell, that's better than plenty of other games out there, you know? I mean... How it, many it, games it, 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 do you yeah, see it, it, that can come of, back from the dead? Yeah, that too. That kind of like, duh, what is it, No Man's Sky?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I never played that, but I followed that a little bit when it was first coming out. That was a shit show, wasn't it? When that it first, when they first announced it, I think that's got to be the first time I'd ever seen a game do what they did as well, where they were literally like, "Look, we fucked this up, we're killing it, and starting again," essentially. And then they and they they owned up to their mistakes and they they made it better and they released it as it, you know, in a much better state. So all credit to the devs of that game. I think they did things the right way. But that's that's a very unique game in in regards to their development and how that all panned out.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. But no, Daisy, it it keep going. Um, Like I said, though, I I just man, I want to see a new map. I want to see it. You call it Daisy two. You call it uh, buy this DLC for Daisy. But hey, with this one, we've got the ability to jump through windows. And and I don't mean that in a way like you're just lobbing through them like it's some Call of Duty type of game. I don't mean that, but just I don't know. I just that that's I think what I want to see where you go, Bam, these are entirely all new assets, the building new assets. It looks like it's a twenty twenty one game, not something that's using assets from two thousand nine, you know? So I, I, I think that's where I sit with it is show me that version of Daisy that comes out and I'm I'm back. You
2: know, just tweeting out
0: um the uh, current player numbers. What is it, forty-one thousand and ninety-nine? And people call it a dead game.
1: Wait, real quick, why you're looking that up? What's ArmA three then? What's what's its numbers? One second. Curious, is he still a bigger game than ArmA three or not?
2: Uh... Okay, I'll just type it in.
3: You got your hopes up a little bit there, didn't you? Thinking it was going to be one of the
0: one of the top ones. Armor three twenty three thousand. How much? Uh twenty three thousand
1: seven hundred sixty six the peak in the last twenty four hours. Oh wow! So so damn like half almost of fucking DayZ, daisy, you know. I but mean,
0: much steadier numbers though. There's there's not been yeah. the the big highs, down. the dizzying highs, and terrifying lows that daisies had. Um, yeah.
1: But it's, I think that should still show the developers though that. DAISY as a product, as a game, is something people are still, through all of the negativity and this or that, people are still highly interested in, that they're willing to come back to the, the latest patches or the latest this or that, or if the streamers even come back, start promoting it, that, that love is still there. It's still bubbling underneath, and it can still explode. You know, It's a shame hmm. that they bubbled Survivor Game so much.
0: Oh, actually, before we move on, um, did you have much to do with the original survivor games?
1: No, that uh uh, that was uh, that was all Hicks and can't remember who else. I mean, Soma Hicks, uh, he, he, yeah, and they sold it to the Bohemia, so they yeah. owned it, but um. You know, and I, there's that history of Brendan Green from PUBG, you know, mm-hmm. uh, player unknown that tried to take it to ARMA and to DayZ, and they turned him away, and he went off and did his own thing, and you know, now we got PUBG. But um, you know, they they own Survivor Games, so why would they have entertained that route and gone that? They they had a different thing that Survivor Games for a while was exploding. It was monster on Twitch for a while but that was at the height of the daisy mod and it exploding and you know now it's just become a caricature among people that don't really follow daisy they just think this negative thing about it and then that's that so it's like but i I still think they did a shitty release of it anyway i don't don't think anyone played survivor games daisy and thought oh man this is this is the future
0: (laughs) yeah this is actually interesting. Looking at the Steam charts, um, Armor was ranked um, number sixty-one, I think, um, on the list. Daisy was ranked number thirty, but um, Cyberpunk, a game that has received a hell of a lot of bad uh, publicity, is ranked number four for the amount of people playing it. Player unknown Battlegrounds, yeah, you, know, you hear a lot of people say the game's dead. It's ranked number three, um, Counter Strike, oh, a game that is how old, is still number one.
1: That's crazy. I ain't so. PUBG in forever.
3: I have never owned a copy of PUBG on PC, but I got it when it first came out on Xbox and absolutely <laughs> just got buried in it. And <clears throat> I can't imagine going back to that game now. They've got like bots and stuff now, and they're like AI and stuff in the in matches and shit, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I like,
0: what it would no, but it wouldn't that? be so bad for you. Um, being in um, the UK, EU area. Uh, here in Australia, games will be filled with quite a lot of bots, especially if you play first person. Um, but I'm not sure what it's like in the US. Uh, but yeah, so they've still got 380,522 current players. Um, so well, games far from dead.
3: I think I've Fortnite like... went down the same route as well with bots, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I added like little bots in that were, for a short amount of time, broken and would absolutely beam your character unrealistically yeah, so, my
1: son plays it on Switch all the time
3: yeah see for me games like I i enjoyed Fortnite when it first came out played the absolute shit out of that on Xbox same for PUBG but I just I couldn't the idea of having AI bot players in a game like that that just yeah. that doesn't sit well with me in the
0: slightest i I like it I've actually it. got a positive KD for once
1: here's a a question for you guys did you guys so i was in the closed alpha for fortnite did you guys ever play what the original fortnite was intended to be
3: no i highly Uh, doubt it i think i i played it when it before it got all hype before ninja got all big on it i I played it a little bit before that but i don't know how long it had been out by the time i picked it up on xbox
4: four
1: years ago I started on Fortnite, and I followed it long before it even came out. I was looking forward to it. But the original Fortnite, which they turned it after they released the battle royale mode, they ha- they called it uh, saves the world or some shit like that. But oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. So the original Fortnite was more of like uh, tower defense meets Call of Duty zombie mode, where yes. you have a th- you have to go get resources in the world you have a a point that you have to activate. But before you activate it, you have to build a base around it with you and three other players. And everyone tries to build up. You upgrade your defense systems and you go, okay, I think we're ready. And then you would activate the system to start sending up the balloon to the other players or whatever. And all of a sudden the zombies and everything would start coming. And uh, the game itself was absolutely amazing. Like... But the problem is it got too bloated with all the free-to-play cards. So when you would get out of the game itself and you're in the main menus, you were like, What the fuck is all this shit? Like I don't even know what this stuff means. And it would it would be a source of frustration because you'd be like, the game is so damn good. Building bases with your friends and then trying to survive all these zombies that came in. Like it it was an amazing mode. But then they just kind of threw out the 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 Battle Royale thing at the height of PUBG blowing up and all that shit. And then out of nowhere, that took off and it became so damn big that they pretty much solely focused on it and entirely went away from what the original vision of that game was, which was really good.
3: Yeah, see, I never played that. I think it was called Save the World, wasn't it, or something along yep. those lines. I never played that. I did see a few YouTube videos and a couple of Twitch streams, but I've only ever played and only ever been involved with uh, with the Battle Royale part of PUBG uh sorry, Fortnite. And yeah. again, that was right in the very beginning when you had like the really early step, the very first map before they changed anything, before that whole black hole event that they did, yeah. before all of that, like way back in the day, you know. Uh, I just I couldn't imagine going back to trying to play that now. Same with Apex Legends. I couldn't go back into any, or PUBG. I couldn't get back into those games I, now. I
1: can't, I can't play any of those with any type of uh, long-term or Because once you play Daisy, <clears throat> right, and you get addicted to the adrenaline that a Daisy can have, the adrenaline on a Warzone... Or on an apex, it's not the same as a Daisy no. type of adrenaline. It's just they—they're not the same. There's Their not that fear
0: of losing everything. Thing. It's a it's, oh, you get yeah, a little bit, that. you get a little bit of thrill, um, but it's not the same as everything is on the line here. If I die, I'm back on the coast and I've got to start again.
1: Yeah, it's—it's it's not. They're not in the same world, but—but uh, but that's why I think players that uh, play Daisy find no. Issue going to a game like Tarkov, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 in that same really tactical kind of a realm that's like you lose everything. But I, I, Hunt Showdown is the same thing. But Hunt Showdown it just isn't the loot simulator that like a Tarkov is. Hunt Showdown has an amazing game loop in there, and all of that that heart pounding I'm about to have a heart attack shit that DayZ brings Hunt has in every single round. It it's it's there. You know, so it's it's hunt to me is like right along Daisy and that that type of once you get into it and you experience it and you really understand why people are flocked to it that there's a reason for it and that's why it's different than those war zones and apexes and all that stuff. You know, it's just different, totally different.
3: Well, maybe that's where I'm going wrong with Warzone then, because I haven't played Warzone in probably about six months until about three days ago and i have just been on warzone almost constantly with the exception of uh, uh of sorting out some bits for our Daisy server yesterday i've pretty much played warzone constantly for like the last four days and maybe that's where i'm going wrong because i think i play warzone the way i play Daisy. I play it very passive very you know avoid other people as much as possible and try and make it to a you know to that end goal which obviously in Warzone is the final circle and what have you and if if it means i can get a cheeky kill along the way i'll give it the old college try but yeah it's like you say it's it's not the same it's not got that same heart pounding adrenaline fueled shit your pants moments that that daisy has even now to this day i'll still Especially on the mouse, everything fucking creaks and croaks and moans. Every building's got a, a unique sound. To this day, I I will run around the mouse and absolutely shit my pants, thinking that something's going to go wrong any second. But I don't get that. You don't get that with any other game in the same way as you do with Daisy.
1: No. Every
3: little sound has got me on edge in Daisy to this day.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, but Daisy, you guys know this. It's it's about stories i mean you you could think back to these whole build-ups to when you either died or killed someone or whatever that there's a whole story behind it in warzone you're like and then i died or and then i killed somebody <laughs> you know i mean like it's yeah. not there's not this whole kind of ethos and story around it it's just i died in around daisy is not that you know
3: imagine if daisy had a gulag
1: yeah <laughs> yeah no shit right is the new map out on call of duty
3: uh yes and no they've just done something called the rebirth island event for the crossover with call of duty cold uh, black ops cold war but i think that's just ending so it is technically a new map but it's only an event that was on for like a month over christmas um but i think there's there's rumors there's talks there's insider knowledge quote unquote insider knowledge from big streamers and stuff saying that they think that there is going to be a a second map um Released sometime early this year, so fingers crossed. Because we need a change of pace on that game. We need like, let like, I say, I've spent like six months not playing that game because I just had enough of it. I would played it for hours every day, and it just I got burnt out. And now I've come back. I'm quickly getting back to that point where I'm just like, where the fuck am I going to drop? There's everything's the same. I'm sick of seeing the same houses, the same buildings. You know, they can change the loot and the skins and. Things like that, and add new guns and new outfits to wear as much as they like. But until they actually change the map and change the way the game's played, you know, through that map, it's it's going to be a nightmare.
1: Yeah, but exactly what you're saying there is why I want to see a new map for DayZ, a real yeah. new map, not Livonia, which is ch- Turnerus like Part Two in disguise.
3: Yeah, I mean <laughs> this is what this is what we were saying on the podcast for ages though with um, with regards to uh, Namask. Same for ages we would love to see bohemia actually turn around and pay Sumrak for the rights to namask and release it yes. as an official dlc yeah. we all pay you know 10 bucks or whatever it is for that and then they split it 50 50 bohemia get kicked back from it and and adam gets paid for his work you know as it stands that's not what happened and on the on uh, some racks obviously official website he does have a a donation link um that people should okay. definitely go and check out but yeah i i think they did kind of drop the ball a little bit on that but then at the same time you know if if they had offered that to, to adam would he have taken that deal so it's you know it's kind of a little six or one half a dozen of the other
1: i always hope that I don't know, just in the back of my mind, and I don't know in any way if this is happening, is that, you know, because, like, uh, Tanoa, that Arma, the island map, you know? I mean, the the yeah. map's are so detailed in Arma and or DayZ, which DayZ, same thing as Arma, but they, they take... I remember them saying, like, Altus take, took, like, three or four years to make. Uh-huh. Um, Took three or four years to make. And- look, at,
0: look at John McClain. We've had him on. He's the guy behind Deer Isle. And he's still... Streams working on that map, constantly improving it.
1: Yeah, and it's but it takes forever. So, but to to make a map, it is not just the map maker, you have to have the whole art team and everyone environment that has to build up the assets that a map maker then uses to make a damn map. Yeah, you know, so I just always hope that okay, so Daisy has gone down to a skeleton crew to do some iterations on it. You've got some rack on there now being the curator of what Turnerus is now, but I always, in the back of my mind, hope, all right, you've, Daisy's in a good place. You, you've gotten a part of the team that's still kind of taking it forward. Let's siphon off a part of this team, and now let's have them start working on what a true modern-day map, what it would look like with updated art assets and that, and that that team is in secret working on that next map, and then that being the big, you know, kickoff. Because you know they're doing that for freaking Arma 4 already. Like, you know somebody's working on a map by now. It has to be. <laughs> it's seven years ago that game came out.
3: Yeah, and there's been rumors and everything for years, haven't there? And then there's been, there's been like sort of actual information about members of the Daisy dev team moving over to an undisclosed or unannounced project. And um, we've all kind of taken that and gone, well, that's clearly Arma 4. It might not be, but. You know, that's what I think most yeah. people immediately jump to.
1: Because I think Ivan Bukta still is still there, and he's like the OG map maker. I don't. Do you, do you guys know who Ivan Bukta is? No. Ivan no. Bukta is the DayZ developer that got uh, taken in Greece. He was taking pictures of uh, the the flight lines because remember, they Altis is modeled after. Uh, uh, an island for Greece, and they went there to go take pictures. Well, Greece thought that they were spies. Yes, yes, uh, they...
3: Matthew Longtime talked about that. I think, if, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, Ivan. Um,
3: when we up. had him on, he was talking about him and, and, and getting arrested over there.
1: So it says here, uh, Ivan Buchta, still a game designer at Bohemia Interactive. Um, so, but anyway, he was like, he's like their lead map guy for longest time. And so I always thought he kind of went up to basically lead the team. I don't know if he – he was on Daisy for a while to kind of help them, the map makers, makers come along. And then I think he moved on and helped with Tanoa some and then worked on other stuff. But, like, so the guy's not just employed by Bohemia to do nothing. So I've, yeah. I imagine, you know, the guy's got to be – I'd imagine it's probably more arma driven but mm-hmm. – um, but anyway, he, he was the OG map maker. I'll link that to you, boy. Unless you already got his Twitter up or whatever. But um, yeah, they had several map makers. Another one that was heavily involved with us and Doug, I can't remember his name, but he got hired on to, with uh, them and basically shadowed Ivan for a long time working on DayZ map stuff. But anyway. So hopefully that's happening in the background. I, fingers crossed. I mean, I would be back in a freaking heartbeat uh, if that happened. I mean, I I've been on Namask. I love Namask and I was excited for its release and like I do need to play it. But you know, I've been there. I want to see something new. I'm
2: looking through his Twitter now. Yeah. Anyway.
1: God, you gotta be tired there, boyd, right? It's oh yeah, there. mate.
0: It's 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 definitely getting late for me.
1: I, say, to... I uh I my my uh it's probably time to get lunch going for my family over here.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm getting ready for my evening meal this evening as well. It's about half past five in the evening for me, so I'll be uh I'll be definitely be feasting like a king, hopefully. <laughs> One can only hope if I don't burn <clears> my fucking dinner.
0: Okay, then, yeah. highlights of the week. Um, Dr. Big Money, um, anything Daisy related or anything at all, if nothing Daisy related, stood out for you in the last week. What was your highlight, mate?
1: Uh, hopefully closing out a shitty 2020. Moving <laughs> on to what <laughs> we all hope is a better 2021. Mate, I'm hopefully just not getting my hopes. doesn't up. go hold my beer 2020. I got this shit. <laughs>
0: I'm just not holding but, uh, my uh, hopes up.
1: I'm not either. Once you lose hope, you feel a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's,
0: there's the fucking
3: tagline for the new, the new tagline for the Daisy podcast. We don't need. They're not bugs. They're features. We
0: need to just lose yeah, hope, and you'll right. feel much better. Yeah. Uh,
1: but no, I just you know I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, we appreciate you coming and-
0: on, mate you've been in oh, um, um, you, you,
1: hours sure went by fast
0: <laughs> you've done a hell of a lot that um i was expecting mate yeah, a lot of the um og stuff of um daisy um that just yeah folks like us whilst we were you know aware of daisy and playing it possibly and all the rest of it it's good to speak to the people who were involved with you know the the, the minds behind daisy at the time and that's why i love you know we've got um um, now's probably a good time to segue into it. Um, although we've still got to do um, uh, Brim's highlight and my highlight for the week. Um, where is it? Prospective guests. Uh, next week we have uh, Soma, Jordan Taylor, um, Survivor Games co creator. Now, most people, when they think of Survivor Games, they think of um, uh, bloody um, uh, Brian Hicks. Um, but um, Soma was just as heavily involved in it as Hicks was. Um, you know, I understand when it was sold, um, Soma made money, and I'm pretty sure there's others as well. I'm just not up to speed, and I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out more about it because um, you probably been an old school person as well. You, Survivor games back then were the the highlight of the Daisy calendar,
1: without a doubt. I mean, God, they would they would have on Twitch like forty thousand viewers. You know, I mean it, it would be like a huge monster event for them yeah. to do. It was it was super cool. But even then it also gave those platforms for the streamers themselves to you know push out their themselves, you know, so you could watch either the the primary uh, so, uh, you know, Survivor Games itself, or you could uh go watch, you know, uh Sacriol's stream of him playing Survivor Games, you know. So it was a win win for everyone all around back then.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, some of the best videos, uh Mr. Moon's training day, um uh, with him and Chow. If you haven't seen that video, you need to go watch it. Absolute fucking banger of a video.
1: Absolutely heard brilliant. Mr. Moon. Yeah. Um
0: uh, but yeah it's just you know, it's going to be fantastic um, having um, Soma on, and he's been playing a lot of Daisy. He still streams um, um, Daisy, so he's been playing a lot of it lately. So it'll be interesting to get his thoughts on how the game has progressed from someone who was involved from the very early days back in the mod and all the way up until recently. Um, but Brim, what about yourself, mate? Highlight of the last week?
3: there we go just trying to see if i can actually get things to work um so i've got two uh technically i'm going to be cheeky and go for two this week um so the youtube video i've just linked is by a gentleman by the name of sergeant raging snake uh a lot of people will know him as being in the running man's stream team of the survivors uh, mm-hmm. he's recently started doing youtube content uh, a couple of couple of weeks past uh, sort of early december um so this is his newest one he's actually done a little series with sour sweet uh, who obviously we all know from the Daisy community, where they uh, they did some Deer Isle um, gameplay, co-streamed and made some videos out of it that are really, really good. Um, so I wanted to give those a quick shout out. And then if I can get everything to work correctly, uh, just pop in a link uh, in the chat there to a Discord. That is for the Futile Gaming uh community which is the gaming community that i help with um and that is our new daisy server um for the is up and running um so we've got uh we've one of the unique things that we've got running for that now is that we've got the uh, heroes and bandits uh mod uh that's available so <clears throat> Excuse me. So the heroes and bandits mods, the great thing about those is we've set them up. So there are three separate trader camps for Bambi's heroes and bandits. Um, so different actions will get you different points um, to level you to one way or the other. Um, and you can only access the trader camp for the affinity that you are. So if you are a bandit, if you've been killing other players, you know, growing and harvesting drugs, generally being a dick, you're only going to be allowed to go into the bandit trader where you can go in buy weapons whatever it is that a trader would normally do is there um uh, but if you try to go to one of the other camps there are armed ai guards who will shoot the living shit out of you um we're tweaking them as we go because because they're they're a little bit overpowered and a little bit mental at the moment um so we're kind of tweaking those i made a joke to someone on uh Uh, on discord yesterday that they're they're, you know we hired them from a crack team of ex hitmen so be careful um but yeah basically if you if you you do different actions that level you different ways you can be a hero you can still base build your own bases um things like that and obviously there's various things to check out um i've created two custom military areas one out at the tf bearing outpost in the far north West. i have to think about that for a second far northwest of the ice on the map uh and then one at the scat 12 submarine on the far northeast side um so there's custom military locations as well as a little bit extra done at the airfield just to give it that extra little little feel there so yeah and it's we're not rp anymore we're not doing like loads of rp stuff this is basically as long as you're not hacking cheating and being an asshole go on if you want to kos kos but just bear in mind that obviously your actions will decide Um, what your affinity is between hero and bandit uh, because everyone starts out as a bambi Um, and then that will obviously depend then on what you can actually access and what you can do so you need to need to think carefully about the actions that you take on the server
0: that sounds very very interesting mate very very interesting
3: we were we were blessed to have uh, to have Reverend Eight One Six, who I'm sure a lot of people will uh, will know from the Daisy community. He and a group of his friends actually came on and played last night. And he streamed on there last night, had quite a lot of fun on there. So, you know, it's uh, we're, we're getting there. We're 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 creating, trying to create something unique and something different that's not your standard uh, run and gun. You know, we have got like say the AI at the traders that are a little bit more versatile i'd say those guards are uh are definitely a little bit more interesting
0: i'm excited so i'll have to check that out mate that actually sounds like something that adds a bit of um you know choice and consequences and just little things like that can help spice up a server and yeah that sounds yeah. quite interesting
3: we also we've got a rust server as well i don't know anything about that so if you want to know anything about that join the discord and ask uh Ask one of the other guys because I wouldn't know what to do with Rust. I only do the Daisy stuff, but we do have a a Rust server as well uh, that we're working with. So you know we, we're we're branching out, as, you, as as you might say.
0: Interesting, very very interesting. Um, oh, wrong screen for me. My highlight. Um, I probably have to go with these models. These models just fucking blew my mind when I saw it, and. Um the Facebook um post he made just blew up. People are very, very interested in him. If I get any more details, if he sets up a shop, I suggested to him he create a Discord. Um so he'd keep track of it, sort out the people who are just talking it up and then those who will actually go through with getting a model made. Um you know, it'd probably be a long queue and a long wait, but I would absolutely love um a nice survivor crouched by a um fire, cooking a piece of meat, you know, just a nice survival-themed um, moment. Maybe a, a blaze on his back or um, a Sega, I don't know. Yeah.
3: I like that idea. I want to see the actual meat on the stick, like in the old yes. days, where you, rather than putting a fireplace in a fire, you know, you sit there like that in the middle of a woods with your little stick yeah. out looking like you're doing some fishing, but you got a bit of steak on the end of your stick. Yeah. That'll look absolutely awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Dr. Big Money, thank you once again, mate. Um, it was a pleasure having you on. I love chatting with the OGs and finding out more. And in particular, because you were involved in such a, a synonymous um, server with Daisy. Um, you know, like I said earlier, when you think Daisy interaction roleplay, not many people will um, think of anything other than Daisy Underground. It's still going strong. Um, had its highs, had its lows, um, but the proof is in the pudding. They've got some of the best mods out there. Um, uh, mods as in the mods for the game um, and just an amazing community that's managed to survive uh, through everything that the server has been through and that's um, in no small part due to you and the rest of the team who helped create the server mate
1: well thank you I I appreciate it and it was you know the community that was there to start it you know luckily we all had the right kind of people that knew what we wanted out of it and then That we only brought on people that shared that vision, and it allowed it to kind of flourish. And you know, with a team too that allowed everyone to kind of be a part of shaping it, and not, you know, just the vision of one person in which everyone else had to follow. It was always, can you make the community better? If you can, it doesn't matter who that idea comes from, as long as the community is becoming better. That was all I ever cared about. Is doesn't have to be my idea. Just somebody make help make the community better. And I think they've always tried to carry the spirit of that.
0: That's a good philosophy to have.
1: For sure. <clears throat> and anything, really, not just community making.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, like I mentioned before, the guest next week is going to be uh, Jordan Taylor or Soma, uh, one of the OGs of DayZ Survivor Games uh, from back in the mod days and um, on. So I'm really, really looking forward to that one. And Brim has just linked in chat... Um, he set up a lovely little link tree which has all of the links you need for the Daisy podcast, um, including his and Ben's channels and uh, YouTube and the Spotify and the SoundCloud and the TikToks and the TikToks and literally the, God everything. Knows what else. Everything, everything else linked in one
3: place, quick and easy. So make sure your favorite, save it, whatever you have to do because uh, like I say, that's got literally everything podcast related all in there, everywhere you can find it to watch it, listen to it join in the conversation, whatever you like, all in that one link.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys so, so much. I think it Thank is time so to say goodbye to those watching. Thank you, all of you who hung around and watched the show. And, Marks, um, if you message the guy on the Facebook group um, regarding those statues, um, if you're serious about getting one, he will uh, discuss it with you. All the best, everyone. Say goodbye. Bye, guys. I'll see you next week. And ciao for now.